0: a time there was a princess in a cell In the tower of a castle through a forest on a hill Half the men that ever sought her out had fallen ill All the men that ever tried to climb the wall had fell Handful gather at the base of the place Each claim way braver than the bravest you faced. Bunch of dingbats yapping about saving the day But wait a silhouetted amphibian face in the head was long legged Larry on the back of a steed, left up, yelling. Jordan kissed the girl on the cheek. Touchdown safe, show the lady back to her peeps. If you listen real close, you can still hear the streets. Go Larry, go Larry, go, 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 Larry, go Larry, go
1: Larry. Go, Beautiful people of the go, internet, welcome go, to the go, PRB AFK Podcast. I'm your humble producer in Boston. Joining us in the studio as always is the time being, Scott. You're going to need a bigger boat. I am absolutely going to need a bigger boat, especially with teeth like those. Uh, Joining us also is our wonderful, illustrious host, Ryan Shipley. I feel like we're in a 20-minute Groundhog Day
2: time loop right now, (laughs) so I'm just praying to God. Why why in the world would you feel
0: that way, Ryan?
2: (laughs) I'm just hoping, like, I'm being very careful. I want to hopefully we can break the time loop this time. Boston. That's awesome that you picked Long Legged Larry uh, for, for the song to open it. Because that's your favorite song of 2021, right?
1: Uh, it's definitely one of my favorites. Because um, okay. I'm, I'm always amused whenever a rapper that I know has a filthy mouth mm-hmm. can do just the most benign song ever. Like, about a frog that jumps high. So the song is about a frog. The song is about a frog that uh, can jump super high. Yeah. and uh how he saves the day using that power.
2: So while most rappers are talking about like material goods and everything like that, this one's talking about frogs that can leap really far. Yeah. All right. That's, That's amazing.
0: I, I respect that. That's
2: amazing. Obviously your number 1 song of the year was the hit techno dance
1: song that Scott created last time.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> That, that's my number kind of one song of the decade
1: we're <laughs> yes. going to say that's going to be the new track of 2022 we'll just say that yes. one yes <laughs> it's, it's hot yeah it's already climbing those charts Oh
0: yeah. Well, first, when, so when he sent that to us in chat I was like this is the best work you've ever done this is amazing
2: <laughs> dude Boston uh, came and got me one uh, day take me to Kroger's and we jammed to it in his car <laughs> Nice. It's, it's no lie. My favorite song.
1: Yeah. I'm sad. I missed out on that. Speaking of uh, esoteric things, I love with all my heart. Uh, also, welcome to the studio, Cody Kits.
2: Hey, there. what's up, guys? Hello. Nice. Hi. Welcome back, Cody. Ooh. Yeah. There's a question.
1: That. Yeah.
2: Who do you think could jump higher, Long Legged Larry or Cody? Hmm.
1: You no, know, my money's on Cody. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I mean, canonically, it would be Larry. Okay. Just (laughs) because while while Cody, Cody, I'm I'm sure he's got the hops. Yeah. Long-legged Larry was a frog at the pond, jumps so high that you might miss him while he's gone, jumps over anything, even King Kong.
3: Jumpin'
1: Jack Flash is his favorite song. I didn't know he could jump higher than King Kong. King
2: Kong is high. It's tall, right? Like, how tall is King Kong?
3: Well, like canonically, like the old school King Kong was around fifty feet tall. Okay, so I, so I mean, I can't, I can't beat a fifty foot. I I may have to take that back. I yeah, I don't Kobe. have a vertical that beats fifty feet.
0: Yeah, but you have the moves like Jagger, though, so that kind of makes up. That's yeah, true. and I'm worried
2: though because right now you feel like. You feel like you have um, are letting us down by not being able to jump higher than him, and like we've ruined your confidence tonight, Cody, and I
3: apologize for that. Aww. Oh, no, it's fine. I'll get new shoes tomorrow, and then we'll try it out. Okay, okay that's perfect. Yeah. Are you going to get
0: shoes where you pump air into them?
3: Yeah, I'm going to get uh, Reebok pumps. Nice. <laughs> <But> I can <laughs> tell you.
0: Did I, take, I t- take my answer back? I changed it back to Cody's, my answer again. Yeah, I think i I'm gonna win. I will tell you right
2: now, I will always be amazed when I'm in a grocery store, and I see some kid <laughs> rolling by. On the shoes that you can, like, basically rollerblade on. Heel oh, shoes, yeah. I guess. Yes, like... The Heelys. Yeah, the Heelys. Like, I don't lose my mind anytime I see a Heely. I'm like, that kid is, like, the baddest kid in the world. He's I, the devil. I might
0: have spent a lot of time in the hospital with that if I had shoes like that back in the day when I was a kid. I yeah. wear
3: them during the summer so I can get girls. I get. <laughs> I mean,
4: I it. yeah, I you could
3: slide up on some girls. Oh, my God. Yeah. you yeah, have no idea.
2: Yeah, long leg. Larry's <laughs> over here jumping you know, higher than King Kong, but you're sliding into some
3: DMs. So that's even better
2: Yeah, with Heelys. I'll
0: do yeah. the same thing with, with assless chaps. So just to get the girls,
3: the Heely stay on, the Heely stay on ladies. <laughs> yeah. Heelys
1: stay on,
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Um, but no, we're glad to have you here, Cody. Um, this is, I feel like this is the third or the fourth time I've said that today, um, but super happy to <laughs> have probably, you. Probably um, <laughs> yes it is for those listening we've had some fun uh technical issues i'm sure a little bit of that will probably be bloopers for boston to play with and probably uh, i just hope i'm not the next victim to a song uh, uh, i've been trying my best recently whenever we have technical problems not to just scream into my microphone because <laughs> uh, like uh, uh, sooner or later that's going to become like some kind of uh-huh. heavy metal trash metal uh song that boston's going to put together and i don't want that <laughs> So, so I'm trying to keep
3: myself calm. Here's Ryan Shipley with God fucking damn it. <laughs> I like victim
1: of a song. That's a I, that's a line right there. I'm actually
0: surprised that that has not been made into a song yet because I think that you said that since a year plus I've been doing this. I, I'm pretty sure you said that 50 plus times
2: at least. <laughs> yes, yes. It, it. Um, I have a. Yeah, I have a little bit of a temper sometimes. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, just a little bit. But we originally were going to film, uh, do this episode late last week. And at that time, we were going to do like, a, uh, thank you for being a friend in honor of Betty, uh, Betty White, who passed away, what, New Year's Eve? Yeah. And then since then, it's just been like crazy Desmond Tutu, Sydney um, um Bob Saget yesterday. It's insane. Yeah. Like what, 2022 is off to a crazy start. I mean, the Bob Saget one was the one I think surprised me the most because um somebody posted after he passed a Facebook message that he that he had shared the night before when he had just finished a two hour stand up bit like uh in Florida, and he was so oh, excited. He sad. was like,
4: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He was like, I'm back. I, I feel I feel so excited. And
3: then the next day, he's dead.
0: Yeah. They still have they released any findings of what happened? Because last time I heard, they have no clue what happened.
3: They said uh, that there were no drugs or foul play involved. Right. Okay. That's surprising. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Apparently, um, probably a heart attack. It probably. Yeah, just
0: a might heart have been.
2: Yeah, because it seemed like he was super happy. Like on, I, I followed him on TikTok, and he's um recently married, and he seemed like they were having just like. Such a great time. And then, of course, with um, with what he said the night before he passed, he was just so happy. He said um, right. he said, I had no idea. I just did a two hour set tonight. I'm back in comedy like I was when I was 26. I guess I'm finding my new voice and loving every moment of it. Mm. Yeah. But I guess that's if you have to go out. I mean, honestly, like I don't want to get dark or anything like that. But if I have to go, if I have to die, I want to be like Bob Saget. I don't want to have like a great day beforehand. And then I'm just gone. I don't want to have like
0: yeah. that
2: long prolonged uh, where I'm sick and in the hospital and everything like that.
0: Same. No, me neither.
2: Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the no darkest s- episode we've ever had. In 2022, we're getting dark on you motherfuckers. <laughs> sure, look out. I'm going to put on my makeup.
4: Watch out, son.
2: Yeah, like Betty White dying, we were just all a little sad because I think we all wanted her to hit a hundred, but she was still ninety nine. Oh.
0: I didn't so. want her to want her to be to be immoral. <laughs> that, was, that was my goal for Betty White. It's
2: not possible, Scott.
0: I I dream big. Damn it.
2: <laughs> I guess so. And then uh, John Madden passed away, and now the Raiders are using that as their reasoning for you know trying to win a Super Bowl. Like they've, um, I guess they've lost two coaches this year. Um, oh, and then, yes, oh my oh. God! <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's just been kind of dark. And then, like we were saying earlier, one mm-hmm. of the um, uh, impractical jokers left the left the group. The old joker. Yes, whoever...
0: and, I, and I found out who it was. It's okay. a Joe Gatto. Joe Gatto, just, and which is my favorite one of all of them. So, so you I'm like the oldest Jeff. The
2: anymore. And supposedly, there's a few of. Um, a few episodes that had him with Joe Gatto have been removed uh, from wherever it's streaming. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Uh, yeah, several Practical Jokers episodes with Joe Gatto um, were removed. Um, they don't say why. So I don't know if That's there's some weird, kind of because... – I don't think it's a falling out.
0: What I read was that he was leaving to, to focus on being a father, but man, unless that was just not true.
2: Yeah, they said here uh, the entertainment website noted that both HBO Max and True TV have nicked certain episodes that have Joe uh, kissing strangers and massaging people while inside a massage chair, among other pranks. So I wonder if maybe there's more to this story? It
0: sounds like there is.
2: Yeah, if you're removing sim- innocence, st- stuff like that, yeah. I wonder if something bad is going to be coming out soon.
0: Well, and it's so crazy because like uh, I met I met a couple of them in, in real life when they when they you know did uh, their their tour here in Knoxville because uh, our buddy uh, was working yeah. at, was working for their company uh, so we, we actually met them out in Market Square uh, Joe Gatto and Murr. and like Joe was, had always been my favorite one you know on the show uh, and and he is exactly the same in real life as he is on, on screen like just so laid back charismatic funny as hell like nice as could be. Uh, you know, like th- he's completely the same. Uh, okay. So like that, that maybe like respect him even more. You know. So this is this is, this is, this is I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what's going on. That's that's really weird.
2: Yeah, but they uh, are supposedly going to start uh, shooting, I guess, their new episodes in January. It's hysterical because I think that I like the show, but if my roommates around, we can't watch it because it's too, it's too much cringe i guess for my roommate oh. like he hates like curb your enthusiasm and the office and any shows like that it just it oh, really it, it upsets him but um
0: are, are they just doing it with the three or they're replacing him with somebody
2: um i think it's the three but here's the thing i've always wondered so the impractical jokers i guess they all met in high school right but there right. is no way in hell joe is the same age as the rest of them was he like the <laughs> drug dealer that showed up at lunch I
0: think I think it's, he's just the most out of shape uh, because like <laughs> he's always, like if you watch it, like I've seen almost every one of their episodes except maybe some of the newest ones. Brad. He's always like eating stuff unhealthy, you know, like just constantly like. He, he, so maybe he's just got himself so out of shape he looks older. <laughs> I don't know. So he's the Dark Knight
3: Returns Joker. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that would be great. They should do that, like an impractical jokers where it's just all different jokers. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're, so they're, ris- sure. they're whispering into each other Okay now, hit him with the acid flower
3: <laughs> <laughs> Right uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Get the fuck out of here with that Leto shit <laughs>
2: Yeah Leto Joker is the worst of the impractical Jokers <laughs> yeah, <Hanka. for> sure.
3: <laughs> yeah
2: Oh he's such a bad Joker <laughs> so bad. Yeah he's, he's- He's, and when I, no he's yeah. and when you started hearing stories about him, you know, gifting dead rats to Will Smith and you know, um, uh, Margo on the set of the Suicide Squad movie, I was like, yeah, this guy just obviously doesn't get it.
3: No, I, I, I did, yeah. I did like him in the coda of uh, of a movie I'm going to talk about tonight, though,
1: for okay. a minute anyway. He, he, just, he, right he definitely him. missed. He, he definitely missed the ball on what was the important parts of the Joker, which. I still love uh, a video I saw recently talking about American psycho. Yeah. Yeah. How, and how, how method that Christian Bale got for the role of Patrick Bateman. And then they just stopped midway through to be like, and Jared Leto stood there right before a man who could play a psychopath perfectly and still <laughs> fucked up the joker
2: <laughs> okay. True. like yeah. how did um what did he do to get method did he like go to a lot of Huey he- lewis and a news concerts what did he do because i assume he didn't kill people
1: uh, no he he definitely got, got into that character though just like that vanity and allegedly he was able to uh, during the scenes where he's like getting mad about the business cards and is like sweating yeah allegedly he was doing that on command like on command really well, he just he just started sweating whenever he felt like it wow it takes <laughs> getting himself up so up. yeah and That's he's nice. um he's he's stepping
2: back into the comic book world this year uh he's going to be the main villain in the new thor film he's going to be the yeah. god killer is it the god butcher yeah. or the god killer gore
3: the god butcher
1: okay yep which is um yeah it's a good character. That that makes that makes me giggle. I, I, any, anytime, especially anybody who's now done uh, DC and Marvel.
2: Yeah, what about people that have done both two things in the Marvel universe, like Chris Evans? Because honestly, now he could come back, and uh, any of these multi since they've opened the multiverse, he could come back as Captain America or the Human Torch.
3: I'm expecting a uh, a Human Torch cameo in Multiverse of Madness. Like, Uh, he steps through a portal, and everybody looks at him kind of like, Steve, and then he says, flame on!
2: (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah,
3: Um, Best thing ever.
2: (laughs) It's so many rumors right now about, I think because people just want to try to go, hey, we we found this spoiler first. And they're just saying, hey, yeah, this movie's going to have all the X-Men in it. Professor X is going to show up the old school Whatever. Fantastic Four is going to show up and it's like, they wouldn't have time to actually do a movie if <laughs> Doctor Strange is just turn around and seeing characters walking through
3: portals for the <laughs> whole movie. And 45 minutes into that, I'm like, I'm done with Marvel. This yeah, is... It would be like a really Stop bad it. SNL sketch. <laughs> it would just Here be comes
4: really a character. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well,
2: yeah. look who it is now! <laughs> okay. yeah, just, we don't need that. Um, you guys remember uh, Marvel's? <laughs> Yeah, it's we don't need that stuff. Although I would love for them to bring in, like, the Captain America from the really old Captain America that had the rubber ears. Oh, no, like
3: oh, fucking well, yeah, uh, uh, J.D. Salinger. Yeah. Yes,
2: or the Roger Corman Fantastic Four where um, Reed Richards' stretchy arm was like a
3: garden hose
2: <laughs> with the hand stuck to it.
3: Or like the uh, the 70s Marvel characters where it was like red browns captain america on a motorcycle with a plastic shield and <laughs> yes mexico, Blue Friday, no Spider-Man. mexico spider-man <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, so much that they could
2: do so much perfect stuff um speaking of perfect stuff like we did have some errors earlier boston told us an amazing story about aesop rock and i don't know how to fit this in
1: but i think we need to hear the story again boston so okay well uh what we but I remember we were talking, yeah, the, uh, so once upon a time, um, let me see, I, I, I found the actual article. The actual article, I okay. As I was. Matt Daniels, a journalist, uh, a few years back, put together the largest, vo- uh, a, a chart to find the largest vocabulary in hip hop. Um, and the idea was comparing it, comparing, uh, a rapper's first 35,000 lyrics. To how many unique words they used in those thirty-five thousand, mm. uh, as compared to Shakespeare, who, like within his most of his plays, used five thousand one hundred seventy unique words that did you know, you know, half of them he made up himself, obviously. <laughs>
2: Which doesn't <laughs> seem
1: fair. Um, and so, let me see here. I, yeah, I, he I misspoke in the original. It. I, I misspoken the original nice. uh, t- t- text. Yeah. But the top 10 see the the top 10 includes the Wu Tang Clan at uh 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 in 7th place. Wow. Uh, Ghostface Killa in 8th place from the nice. Wu Tang Clan. Okay. Riza in 6th place and Giza at 2nd place. Now I I'm, wow. I'm reading this from the updated list okay. because originally uh Giza was number 1. And then the outcrying came forth of, well, what about Aesop Rock? So he went and did Aesop Rock. Uh, Giza comes in at 6,426 unique words used. Holy shit. Which is, fun fact, 400 more than Moby Dick. (laughs) Damn, really? Uh, Aesop comes in at (laughs) 7,392. Damn. So almost 900 more unique words in the albums um now here's here's the part that makes me and and one of the things he 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 pushes in the article itself and i i also push this is not necessarily how good the rapper is just how unique the language is how okay how how varied the language is yeah because uh one of my one of my favorite rappers of all time uh see here uh tech nine only comes in at 4800 so not even in the top 20.
2: That kind of surprised me, but I imagine Tech Nine probably makes a list of like the fastest rappers. Yep. Oh,
1: okay. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it, 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 in fact, right next to him is Buster Rhymes. <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> go. Yeah. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I, I want you all the te- take, sh- So, let's see, yeah, Tech Tech's got forty-eight four, uh, thirty. Uh, who Who do we want to guess? Let's see, Snoop Dogg three thousand nine hundred. Uh, okay. Where was Drake? Drake was somewhere in the
2: Drake. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: Drake. Drake was somewhere in the disappointing range. Yeah, Drake had three thousand five hundred and twenty-two unique words. Okay. Now the bottom of the list is three thousand two hundred and fourteen. Who do you think the bottom of this list is? Hammer. Ryan. Um... I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess Hammer. MC Hammer.
2: Yes. <laughs> You said the bottom of the list, so I'm gonna go hammer. Did that blow your mind or do you want the I other ones to go? Do I, I, I need to, to pick check. somebody else? Uh
1: yeah, hammer hammer's not on the list at all. <laughs> okay, alright. <laughs> so the worst rapper not worst rapper, but uses just the just least the, words. Just the, the most concise vocabulary. Kanye. You may want to ask Cody that may know more about <laughs> Fred. Is it, it, it,
3: is it Marshall? Uh hold up. Orange has gotta be kind of in the is, middle. It is not. Because uh, yeah. I figured he would be up there, but like it's I was uh, like, I'm about to be surprised. Vanilla. Ice. Vanilla. Ice.
1: ice is not on the list. Where? Is... <laughs> God, I didn't think so. Five songs stuck. M&M, like, M&M is actually... <laughs> Bravo, <right? laughs> actually up towards the up towards the middle of the cur- middle of the bell curve. That makes sense. Forty-four. Yeah. Forty-four ninety-four. He got
2: stuck on the words
1: Kim and Mom. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Look, you all have to have a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. And Venom. Uh, Scott, <laughs> what do, you, what, do, you have, do you have an idea of who the, who the no, most concise I don't. rapper I, is? My, my joke guess was Vanilla Ice, but I have no idea. The, with the, the, the most concise one on the list here is uh, DMX. Oh, oh, my God. Of course oh, it is. Oh, R.I.P. Right, 214. <clears throat> oh, I feel stupid now. You've lost DMX, too. Sad,
3: right?
2: I think I've only heard one DMX song in my whole life.
1: What? Yeah. No, it's, it's no. You, you've heard, you've heard, you've heard you've all heard the, of his albums. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: it's the yeah, same. Yeah, it's
1: the same
2: song.
3: <laughs>
2: I, I guess the song I heard is X gonna get you. What is it? X gonna get you?
1: X gonna give it to you.
2: X gonna give it to you. Yeah.
4: <laughs> X gonna get you better.
2: X gonna get you. That's his horror. That's that's when he shows
1: up in Dead by Daylight. <laughs> Emphasis on dead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh god I, yeah, I, wonder if they, I wonder if they are going to do that at some point because they've already they've already done uh the trickster who's a K-pop, who's a k-pop singer that became a killer. yeah I wonder if they're going to do a a rapper now that'd be interesting. Wouldn't I, they I, do
2: like a snoop uh like a horror series for Snoop Dogg was like the crypt keeper bones. Was that what it was? Uh, it was
1: a movie.
3: Yeah. Bones?
2: That's what I'm saying. Like oh, they did. No. Like it was an anthology yeah. movie where Snoop
3: Dogg was like the Crypt Keeper. That's Bones. Okay. <laughs> That's no. Bones. That's okay. what it is. So I saw that movie at Easttown Mall when it came out. Oh, oh wow,
4: my god, nice. I did too. Did <laughs> really? you really? Yes. at the same night.
1: What was it? Are, they talking, are we thinking about Hood of, Hood of Horror? Yes, yeah, so i think. Oh, it was it was called Hood, Hood of horror. So
3: I'm getting it mixed up. Yeah, there's two of them. Oh my God, I've seen Wait, Hang on a second.
4: Snoop Dogg.
3: <laughs> Snoop Dogg has had an interesting career.
2: <laughs>
1: yes, yeah. He, yeah. he did not kill anybody. No, there, so there, no. was, he, no, he also was in the movie Bones. That was the one where he was the See. killer. Yeah, <laughs> it's er, a he a menace, sorta. <laughs> See, I was menace. thinking Tales from the Crypt. No, no, I'm not, that's not it. Bones, and apparently he was in a movie last year, uh, Blood Pageant. <laughs> oh, okay, so weird. no, it, yeah.
3: was, it was Bones where he told the story, and then like he was ultimately the killer in the end, I think.
2: I think so, yeah. Um, yeah. I was definitely thinking yeah. Hood of Horrors,
3: I think. Last
2: year. You mean Tales from the Hood? Tales from the Hood, yeah. I think that's the one I was that's thinking where, of.
3: Yeah. Yep. That was a much yeah. better movie than Bones. <laughs>
2: Well, no, he was in another movie called Hood of Horror. Was that Tales That's from real? the Hood?
1: No. Yes, um, no it's it says Hood of Horror. In re- maybe in response to Tales from the Hood.
2: Yep. This was um, no Snoop Dogg's in this movie, according to IMDb. Right. It, here's here's who you got in this movie. You got Snoop Dogg. You got Danny Trejo. Um, Aria Spears, who I think was on Mad TV. Ernie Hudson. And that's Billy the B. Williams. Yeah.
3: That's it. That's it. Yes, I remember that that's one. That's it. Okay. All right. Ernie Hudson. Yeah. I remember fucking Winston Zeddemore being in that movie. <laughs> and,
2: then for, and then for some reason, George from Seinfeld. <laughs> what an odd cast.
4: <laughs> Why are you
2: trying to kill me, Snoop Dogg? Jason Alexander's back. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Snoop
1: Dogg tried to kill you. Yeah, Snoop Dogg. Are to kill me? <laughs> yeah. Of course, of course, Snoop Dogg kills
2: you like you're some kind of fancy gun. I'm still gonna the hammer. Although hammer would be a really good serial
3: killer if he used that hammer. And then danced on them, like on their body. Like yeah. The,
2: I mean, he had to go bankrupt. He he went bankrupt. He has nothing to lose. No. Oh no.
0: So he's good to go.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's good to go. Um. Okay. I did want to talk about one thing tonight. I had one thing. Okay. So if you know the answer to this, keep quiet for a second. Um, so, you know, the, the new Boba Fett show started, right? Like the book of Boba Fett. Yes. And it led to my favorite chat on the internet in a very long time. So on the first episode of Boba Fett, um, him and, uh, ming Wa, who I cannot believe she's 58 years old, by the way, um, mm-hmm they go into the uh you know the tavern like from uh, star wars new hope right and it's got that group playing the music and stuff like that and this guy posted online goes i cannot believe that jazz exists in the star wars universe it oh, does God. but anybody that doesn't know the answer can you guess what jazz is called in the star wars
3: universe someone
1: else please i know i, I know i know the answer
2: Scott, yeah, I mean, do you know the answer? You're our biggest Star Wars expert. Do you know what jazz know is called in I, in the Star Wars universe?
1: I
0: do not know the answer to that, though. No.
2: Are you setting down? I am. This is real, by the way. This because, is not make believe. Boston, no. tell us
1: what jazz is called in the Star Wars universe. Canonically, according to George Lucas, it is jizz. <laughs> that was good. That was good, That was, good, that was good <laughs> My guess.
0: That is exactly would my guess. It wow! It's not
1: jazz; it is jizz. Wow! In the yes. same way that, the same way that no one speaks English, they speak basic. Yes,
2: yep. and the name of the band is Ever Oribus and His Galactic Jizz Whalers. <laughs> now, oh yeah. Do you think at one point somebody told? george lucas that jizz had another word because this isn't something that came up in the last like 10 15 years
3: no yeah i I, I imagine it went something like hey george you know that that's also like jizz is also a a sexual thing right i I don't care (laughs) i don't (laughs) this is my movie i don't i don't yeah um Um,
2: (laughs) according to wikipedia jizz is an upbeat swinging genre of music it makes no sense also i discovered that that weird little blue elephant guy that's in the band i think he plays keyboards
3: his real name is droopy mccool (laughs) yeah he's part of the max yeah yeah
2: yeah
3: droopy's fine droopy Droopy made it apparently out of Jabba's sky barge
2: yeah, and the person who uh, so the guy on Twitter, this one person goes, "Who's going to tell him?" And it slowly devolved into everybody letting him know, "Hey, it's called jizz." And people are going, "That's my favorite thing about the star being a Star Wars fan is every decade I get to introduce new people to the fact that j- that Jazz is called jizz." Yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of yeah. lazy, and the- it's lazy too, right? Yeah, like it kind of so it kind of shows the biggest weakness that George Lucas has, anyway, right? He's kind of
1: lazy. Oh, but I changed the letter i changed i changed Wars. So I, yeah, well, I, I can also well i can also see i can also see it being that uh in in the same way I heard it once I heard it once said that the blues the blues is not about a pentatonic scale it's about the pain that you're sharing through the music <laughs> that I can definitely see that what they're playing is not what is not jazz <laughs> like, <laughs> it, yeah. it doesn't have the same weight that yeah. like delta blues jazz would have <laughs> how
0: dare you say that yeah would have the
1: same uh, but uh but also th-
3: thanks to uh thanks to robert rodriguez uh the jizz that was being played in this episode sounded more like mariachi music which i thought was pretty <laughs> cool
2: this is true um and he, it's kind of fascinating he's like um one of their go-to directors now isn't he mm-hmm. like because he directed a couple episodes of mandalorian as well
3: yeah, he directed all the Boba Fett stuff on there. So,
2: yeah, did did he direct the second episode of Boba Fett, or is that was that somebody else?
3: I think that he's done the first two. Okay, um, <laughs>
2: but this is amazing to me—a jizz whaler. And I'm also <laughs> glad we're talking about it this episode and not the next episode we're recording because that one we have to be on our best behavior. So oh, I'm glad that we're allowed yeah. to talk jizz. No, with Cody. I don't, I don't
0: think everybody's that, allowed that, to talk jizz with Cody. Well, Bottom, it, so what i'm hearing is we need to get everything out this episode yes yeah yeah because we have to, we have to be on our behavior next episode bottom.
2: and it is kind of it's kind of great though that a white person created jizz <laughs>
0: yes.
2: oh this makes me so happy i knew, I knew when you
0: asked that, i knew the answer was gonna be jizz but i wasn't sure right. <laughs> so. hey, how did you figure it could be jizz because oh come on, I wonder. is that your answer to
2: everything that you don't know the cancer yes,
0: that's gonna be my new answer. If I if I'm ever on like Jeopardy, you have no idea how many times I want to say the word jizz on there. So. Yeah,
2: I'm surprised this hasn't been on that show. Um, actually,
3: I your brain just immediately it to come no matter what's going on.
2: It to it <laughs> Whatever comes, oh. oh oh my god, jizz. <laughs> Oh, it just makes me so happy. But yeah, George Lucas. I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand George Lucas. But yeah, it's uh, canon. Jesus, canon in the Star All Wars right. universe.
1: I, well, still, I still remember the story. I still remember the story from when they were working on a Darth Maul spinoff game. Okay. Uh, one of the studios was working on a Darth Maul spinoff game, and they came up with an apprentice for him, or a pseudo apprentice that was of the same race. And he comes in and they had like models kind of mocked up for, for 3d rendering. And Lucas comes in, looks at the two figures, starts like kind of playing with them and says, they should be friends, make them friends.
4: (laughs) And everyone's
1: like, Oh, you're senile and have no idea what's going on with your own property anymore. (laughs) Uh... Also
2: make them kiss. But the yeah. the whole thing is like the original trilogy. Like Lucas did Star Wars but did not really do much on Empire Return, right? Uh,
1: he, uh, he he never intended he never inte- he intended the first Star Wars to be standalone. Okay. Yeah. The original movie was supposed to be standalone and then it got popular enough they wanted to do the sequel. And so, like, a lot of that's that's over a lot of the whole problems with the canon start is that he then had to keep like making new stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, he was, it was genius in how he did one.
0: This, this, the second one, though, because he made sure he he funded it, he got all the rights to all the, the
1: merchandise, and you know, so he yep. was he was genius what they did with that. But well, just I, I think he kind of I think he kind of lucked out because there were there's no one, uh. Kind of similar with, like, Weird Al's original contract. Like, no one really expected it to actually succeed. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, sure, you could have the merchandising rights, whatever. (laughs) And apparently his cut was
3: abysmal. (laughs) (laughs) Like, apparently his cut was awful. Like, before. before It was a jismal. Before the (laughs) editors got, got, he just all over it. <laughs> so, but but no, he was smart though. What you're
2: right, like what he ended up getting, like as far as like, because he ended up getting like the 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 cop, the copyrights for like the toys and everything like that, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, he did, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and then he decided to return to directing with the first, the second trilogy, and that was a train wreck. I think he honestly has two good movies though, and his like that he's directed. I think Star Wars is good, the original, the New Hope. I think that's good. And American Graffiti is good. Yeah, American Graffiti yeah, American Graffiti, Graffiti is awesome. was a really good film. Then there's Howard the Duck.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, Howard like, the duck.
2: Can the duck and Leah Thompson fuck? <laughs> because he didn't <laughs> direct.
3: Play? He didn't direct the indie movies, right? That was Spielberg.
2: That was Spielberg. I think I've read, but George, like uh, George Lucas, was really adamant against the uh, the scene where that uh, guy comes out and does all the twirling with the swords, and then Indy shoots him dead. George right, Lucas
1: was very against that scene. He didn't want well, that really, scene filmed. I,
0: didn't, I didn't know, that.
1: Well, yeah. you know you know what you know the story behind that scene, right? What's the story? Yeah, I mean, I mean, allegedly that was supposed to be a bigger sword fight. Okay. Like they had done the choreography for it and practiced for it. Yeah. But they were they were short on film they were short on filming days and Harrison Ford was sick. Just <laughs> yeah, sick got as a like, dog that day for shooting. wasn't something that that before, I believe. Uh I, I don't remember. Say it again. I, I think I think he got food poisoning or something the, the night before. That may have been it. I just know that he was he just he he was sick as a dog, and was just like, can I just shoot him? And they're like, yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funnier. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. They apparently had apparently there was a whole whole other fight scene uh, scripted out for that one.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, it looks like according to this, he created, produced, and co-wrote. Um, Raiders, Temple, Last Crusade, and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So he's he's had his fingers a little bit in the Indiana Jones stuff too, but nothing that you can put as his movie.
3: His fingers, but not his jizz.
2: <laughs> exactly. And I swear yeah. to God, he's probably the one that came up with that stupid goddamn refrigerator scene in um, the last <laughs> Indiana Jones movie.
3: We'll blow him up in the uh, refrigerator. It'll be cool.
1: Yes. There's there's a good there's a good chance of that actually. Yes. Are you, is there possible that we can have Shiloh both
2: swing with monkeys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. George Lucas definitely said that. Yes. And that's also my killer George Lucas impersonation.
0: Oh fantastic. It's so much better than that.
2: Thank you. But Star Wars is in good hands right now with John Favreau and Dave Fellini. Yes. Like um my roommate's yeah. going back through and he's watched uh rebels clone war um and i guess the bad batch the shows that dave fellini has had a hand in and he loves them he says they're like perfection
3: yeah they're really good all of them yeah 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 feloni's the shit
2: feloni is awesome i and i and it sucks too because i never really watched the old cartoons like clone war or rebels because the animation just does not appeal to me
3: and once you get past that though man there is some good writing in those shows now, Scott, you're oh. a big Star Wars fan, so I assume you've watched the cartoons.
0: Oh, I was going back real quick to Harrison Ford. He had dysentery, by the way.
3: Yeah, dysentery. Oh, oh it was. Yeah, I do remember that. dysentery
0: and now. much much of the crew uh, were extremely sick with dysentery. That's what gross. I yeah.
2: Wow. Damn. Damn. Sick and dehydrated. Yeah, that's not no. good. A a desert. A, but have you watched it's the Indonesia. cartoons,
0: Scott? <laughs> uh, I've not watched. I've seen a few here and there, but I've not like, actually watched through the whole, like, the all the anime stuff i really want to uh yeah but I, t- I haven't haven't done it yet
2: okay you know what that's your homework for this year so <laughs> this that. time
0: I, that's, that's okay. homework i will gladly take yeah this yeah, time that's, next that's year that's we're going to
2: have an episode a, a pdq dlc episode where it's just going to be scott talking about rebels and clone war
0: i'm all about it Let's okay do it. i'm excited you know, am i gonna talking to myself or are you two boys you <laughs> to be joining me so <laughs> me I mean, and scott, scott are gonna...
2: gonna... me and boston will be there but we'll be sitting in the corner just watching you
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just dissecting every one of them. Jizzing. Exactly.
2: Jizzing. We're gonna
4: <laughs> we're gonna be jizzing He's all over water. you. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's stuff. Um, it's not gonna end.
2: But no, we're gonna wrap this up now. We're moving out. um you say the, the jizz won't end. It's not. <laughs> it's, end. Yeah, it's, it's never going to. um This is the episode we do every year. It's one of my favorite episodes because I like ranking stuff. Like Every year since probably 1990, I've done top lists, top 10 lists. Uh, uh, I think my first list ever were top 10 movies, TV shows, cartoons, wrestlers, and toys that I had. Um, Over the the years, obviously, the lists have evolved. So what we're going to do today is we have some lists. Uh, Some of the lists are 10 things long. Some are five long. Some are three.
0: Uh, so yeah. some, I, some are two.
2: Yes. Um, so, what we do is ah. we'll start lists with like, because I have 10 for everything. And then once we get to where you all have stuff, we'll start throwing into your thing too. So, okay. Um, I I,
0: mean, I can always throw in some like, you know, honorable mentions and things for for games. Uh, I definitely, because I when I put this together, I, I just put together a top five list, but I have some okay. others
2: I could definitely throw in. All right. And so, we I guess since we're gonna do this, do we want to skip recommendations this episode? Probably so.
1: Probably, uh, yeah. I think so.
2: Okay, all right. Because yeah. uh, I want to, I did want to recommend one thing, so I just want to get it out of the way uh, beforehand. Um, there's a new puzzle game that's amazing called uh, Wordle. Has any play okay. anybody oh, played Wordle yet?
3: I, I haven't I
1: am, it yet. I am. I'm on the Wordle Wordle train. I was playing yes. it earlier today. I'm not.
2: So good. So the concept of the game, it's. Uh, you you have your uh, it's a five you have to guess a five letter word um so when you guess your word let's say you guess the word ready and let's say the r is in the word but it's not in the right place in the word so the r would be yellow let's say the e and the a aren't in the word so they would be grayed out let's say okay. the d is right where it needs to be then the d would be green so then you have basically six guesses as you're playing through the puzzle to try to figure out what the word of the day is. So you're using the, using the logic of, okay, I know these letters are not part of it. I know this letter is in there and it's in the right spot. I've guessed this word twice with a, different, with a different word, but the letter I've moved around. So I know the letter that's in there is not one of those spots. And basically you're just trying to solve the puzzle in six goes.
3: Hmm. Cool.
2: Yeah, it's, it's addictive, right, Boston?
1: Quick Rents. What's that? Q-U-I-C-K-R-E-N-T-S. Quick Rents. Um, did you ever... Do, you, you've, you've seen Wheel of Fortune, correct? No. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, God damn it. <laughs> so, in Wheel of Fortune, back in the day, they found that R-S-T-L-N and then E... Are the most commonly used letters and most used vowel. Okay. So Mm -hmm. usually got to a point where everyone was dropping that for the final word puzzle. Yeah. So much so that now it's just there. That's that. Okay. Cool. R S T L N E. We got that. That's that's going to be now. Get give me three more letters and a vowel. Um. In the modern games. Okay. So I came up with Q U I C K for the first your first entry. And then R E N T S for your second entry in the wordle, mm-hmm. and it just about covers <laughs> covers the spread. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, because that covers uh, R S T N E, R S E N E, and then covers U I and C, which are other commonly used ones. Okay. And it also goes ahead and clears out, you know, Q and K.
3: That's you, super you get, smart.
1: It covers covers a lot of ground uh, very quickly. So you're like on a streak right now like even just now i I went in i went and tried it i did q u i c k i c k was already in the right spot holy shit R E N T S. T S was in the uh, wrong spots so stick (laughs) damn it you're smart (laughs) um and it's only (laughs) one they give you one puzzle a day um so the official one the official one gives you one puzzle a day yep uh there are a shit ton of knockoffs now
2: (laughs) Yeah, so that's become a good story today. So the guy who created the game is was na- his name Josh Wardle. And he created the game for his wife, who loves word puzzles. Wardle, you know, Wardle. Um, and he said he wanted to put it as a free game. So it's basically a free browser game. Uh, then there's this guy named Zach Sheckett, who decided to make his own version of Wardle on the App Store and name it Wardle. Oh, so uh, and he's been bragging about it. His his game is different. It's a paid version, by the way. Um, his he has, he has the, have the options to four, six, and seven letter words, um, and he's been bragging about the fact that since the other guy never really copyrighted it because he wanted it to be free to people, that he's the super smart guy because he basically stole the dude's for dude's idea, and the internet's kind of it's a big backlash right now against him, but. There I are t- so. yeah, because this game is probably the first big phenomenon of 2022. It's it's huge. Are you playing any, uh, the, any of the any different hard. apps, Boston, or you just do the Wordle? It's hitting hard.
1: Uh, a friend of mine showed me the Wordle, and then we found, uh, hello world, hello hello Wordle, hello, and it's a it's a version that I'm I'm kind of loving because you can go from four letters up to eleven. Oh shit! Okay, I cannot do eleven. <laughs> do I even know an 11 eleven-word letter word? Elephant. Uh, it, it, it was. It was. It was. Tr- it was tricky to figure. Out, figure one out for a second there because I was like, mm.
2: yeah, it's. It's an addicting game. I mean, obviously that's how apps work. Is people basically go in there and steal each other's ideas? I know. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's. It's a fun game. It's. I know some people said it's based off an older game called Lingo. Uh.
1: Well, it's it's I mean it's based off Mastermind, where the the color peg game. I've never seen Mastermind. Uh, so it's you you set up a color code, and then your opponent tries to to guess that code by putting the pegs in, and then you you tell them how many were right and how many were correct in the correct spots. Okay. Fallout, actually, honestly, the the Fallout hacking system, that's all this is. Really? Oh my God! Then, is how the Fallout hacking. Now I'm works. thinking about um, it.
0: Huh. yep oh wow well, yeah my picture hit now too oh wow okay
2: i've never played Fallout. <laughs> i've never played Every a Fallout part? game no i've never no i don't while. think i've ever played a game by okay. that company
0: Dang,
2: it's bethesda right? right yes it's gonna give you three four hundred hours of gameplay tops
0: <laughs> that's too
2: much like <laughs> they're already talking about this new dying light 2 that's coming out the developers oh, said it's like a 500 hour game if you're, trying, uh, if you're trying to master everything. And I'm like, I don't have time for like a 40-hour game. Die
0: Light, like, though, the first one, it's so amazing. Yeah. I can for this. Yeah, they had the, I saw um, it like kind on of by the PS5 by the time it comes out.
2: They had a, uh, the special edition came out, like uh, at the end of this year, they had it for a special yeah. sale for the end of the year sale, and I got it, and it was amazing. So the game downloads all of it, and then it starts downloading all the DLC that comes with it, and yep. that thing was downloading DLC for a good 10 minutes. I just kept thinking, when yep. is this going to yep. stop?
0: And most of it was completely free DLC they did.
2: Yeah, it's it's cool that they... And I think it was like something like I got something and there was like the fifth anniversary DLC. I was like, that's kind of crazy that they've, you know, kept pushing content for the game yeah. this far after. Because it doesn't have a... Does it have a multiplayer aspect to it? Oh, it does. It's co-op. okay. But nothing like uh like a Grand Theft Auto Online or anything like that, right? I mean, no, it's not no, like uh no, no, a... no, like okay.
0: no, it has yeah. a separate mode where you can play uh as a, um, one of the monsters, uh, or you can play as as the a uh, uh, human fighting the monster. But but there's no like big huge GTA style mode or nothing. nothing like that. No.
2: Okay. All right. I think we'll start with TV. I think we started with TV last year. If we did it, I'm just going to gaslight you all into thinking we did. Um, Absolutely. Now, Cody. I know you'll you'll start us off
3: because you have an 11 on your list, right? Yeah, I have 11 on my list because that's my lucky number. <laughs> what is number 11? Number 11 is Masters of the Universe Revelations. Ooh. Okay, nice.
2: Alright, so this one was controversial when it shouldn't have been,
3: right? Right, it shouldn't have been at all. <laughs> it's weird that it is. It's weird that it was. It was like yeah, no, we get it that like Tila. This is one of those stories, like in the the regular ass show, where someone else, where he man's indisposed at the moment, and things are happening with other characters, and they're shining. They were shining light on on some of the characters that don't usually get that, like Tila. And, uh, yeah, what's wrong with that?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, woman. Uh, gee.
2: <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Right. Um pretty much. Um I'll clear
0: a woman gonna spot life. Yeah.
2: Then were they concerned that she's too big now, like the what's her alloy in the horizon? Oh god.
3: Yeah, like that she was too beefy. But I think the problem oh, yeah. was that ultimately she was the hero of this of the first half of the story.
2: Yeah, I think people didn't understand like they're telling a story. They had a story to tell. Um, and it's called the Masters of the Universe, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, then, now that you know, it was created by Kevin Smith, did it have
3: that Kevin Smith feel with the dialogue? Or... At times, yeah. There, were, there, there was some cussing in there. Okay. And it would, it would pop up and I'd be like, oh, what? That just happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm cool. It's all right. It's cool. Or I was just throwing out the C word. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: well, uh, well, I mean, Jay was stink or so (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing
4: yeah
3: um all right uh we'll go to
2: 10 i'll start with 10 um for 10 i have invincible Mm. um amazon prime uh robert kirkman's uh i actually read the first omnibus after watching the show and the show is better than the book
3: it is better than the book it's
2: (laughs) i think it's also because the the sh- the book was written when he was a lot younger in the early 2000s. I think this is a really good adaptation. Um, if you haven't watched Invincible yet, I think it's eight episodes. Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been picked up for two more years.
3: It's incredible.
0: I- I've had it recommended. I mean, I've heard great things.
3: Yeah, it's really. It has good. the most shocking scene I've seen in TV all year. Wow. Okay.
2: Nice. Yeah, it's really the uh, the train
3: um, the train scene. I won't elaborate. but <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was I, I I went
3: what the fuck yeah it's crazy <laughs> it's really good um what do you have for number 10 i have squid game okay nice i enjoyed squid game uh korean show really cool yeah. kind of has that battle royale feel to it which i was all in as soon as i realized that mm-hmm. um it's a yeah. show, It's a, the, the concept is about uh, players are invited to a game who have outstanding debt. Uh, they have to play these, basically these child's games, these Korean child's games, uh, but it's, they're deadly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, they have no idea until the first game starts. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, the old man from the show, I don't know what the character's name is, but he won a Golden Globe on uh, Sunday night. Oh, did he yeah. really? Oh, yeah, he yeah For best oh, supporting good. actor. Yeah. 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 I think the first Korean to ever win a Golden Globe.
0: He was precious in that movie. Perfect. He don't win an
2: award for being precious, Scott. He was no, a good no, actor.
0: I'm, I'm just saying, I liked it. I'm glad that he did win it. He's, I really like. <laughs> it. You would have won
2: for being a fucking winner, Scott. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> it's
0: yeah. a gender,
2: son. Yeah, no, that's a solid show. My number nine is a Peacock show called "We Are Lady Parts," about uh, it's a comedy about a Muslim all-girl punk band. <gasps> is that good? I wanted to see that. It is phenomenal. Really good uh songs, so they they write, they have their own songs in the show too. Really funny. With a name like that, I was like, well, this seems like it's maybe gonna try to be edgy. But it's not what it's trying to be. Um, It's a super fun show. We Mm -hmm. are lady parts. Uh, What do you have for number nine?
3: I have, and this is when we're starting to get into some stuff that's obviously in my wheelhouse. Uh, I have Loki. Loki was strong. And there's a lot, ultimately, with Loki, uh, Loki is probably. The most important, as far as shows that impact the Marvel Cinematic Universe, of the shows, uh, oh, that, yeah, for sure. Possibly now that's what if, but we won't really know till we see Doctor Strange. It's, True, uh, yeah. seems like that one might be very important too. But Loki really had things that established like this is what's going to be happening in Marvel from this point on.
2: It's the first Marvel show uh, since the MCU's came out that is showing like, hey, these are different multiverse
3: versions of characters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was the first. I mean it, I, I guess you could count you can't really count, but what seemed like it was a multiversal character in WandaVision, but we'll get to WandaVision then <laughs> Yes. Uh and
2: I think that really is what made me not really put WandaVision on my list is because of that it's it's kind of shitty uh, yeah. Yeah, it really pissed me off. My number eight is Dexter New Blood. Mm. So anybody that's watched the original Dexter under knows that um, it's got one of what's considered one of the worst endings of all time. So a lot of people, including the guy who did, was the showrunner for the first four years of Dexter, they decided, hey, let's see if we can kind of redeem the franchise. And did they? And your opinion? I think they did. I would say if you start watching it as fast as you as soon as you can, because spoilers are already out there all over the place about how it ends. They're saying right now it's just a limited series. But the creator said, "Hey, I can do more seasons if you want. It's really, really good. It's basically it introduces Dexter's son Harrison into it because you know Harrison. Yeah, yeah. So Harrison is well, he's back. Like he's ten years old now, right? He's twenty uh, something. He's he's probably in his teens, I guess, like his mid late teens.
0: Oh, late teens. Okay.
2: Yeah." It's really, really good. I think uh, we just watched the final episode today, and I know some people on the internet were a little upset with the ending. And I kind of get it. There's a scene I was hoping would happen that they hint at that doesn't happen, but I think it's a strong, it's a better finale. It's, I mean, well, that's that, not it, saying much that's though. That's <laughs> not saying much, I know, but it's it it, it it redeems the show, the franchise, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Okay, good. good.
2: What do you have for eight, Cody?
3: I have Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay, nice. I, I actually really enjoyed this show. Um, it was really fun, especially... A lot of that is goes toward Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan and their chemistry. Yeah. Which is, like, the craziest best chemistry since Lethal Weapon.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Like, <laughs> these guys... These guys are so good together. Like, I never want them to be in a movie without each other ever again. Like, everything. Like, they just they need to be in a movie, every movie. Like, just at least Sebastian Stan show up in one of the Anthony Yeah. Like, make that. They are so good in this. And I know I'm a big Stan for Bucky and, and Cap. Like, that's my that's, those are my dudes. Although it's not my favorite Marvel character. That's Daredevil. That's Daredevil. Okay. I get it. Okay. I like Daredevil too, man. You're in a safe place here. I love Cap and Bucky. Everybody thinks, oh, his favorite's Cap. Close, it's, it's Daredevil, but Cap's on the list. Uh, but I really like this show, and it's it turned into essentially Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which is very awesome. And we got John Walker. Oh, that made me so happy. I know a lot of people don't
2: don't like him because they just introduced to the character in this show, but U.S. Agent is one of my favorite Marvel characters.
3: Yeah, I hope that they really bring that back around because honestly, they got the actor that could really play that character. Comic. Comic-wise, if they clean him up now that he's been yep. through all of his bullshit, they can really make a good character with that actor because uh he's a really good actor. Wyatt Russell—that's Kurt Russell's son. Look at that chin.
1: Really? Do you know what? Do you know what his brother's name is? Goldie Hawn.
3: Wait, what? His brother's name is Goldie oh, Hawn. Mother's
1: name. You know what Wyatt's brother's name is? No, no. Is it Boston? It is Boston Russell? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are you I remember are you that. Kurt
2: Russell, in Boston?
1: No, that is the, uh, yeah, that, that was always, that was always when I when, when everyone's like, oh, that's a unique name. i always like, there's only four of us I know. That's yeah. amazing. My dad, Boston Russell, and some weird kid I met at a, a Walmart once. Anyway. Wait, you met a Boston at a Walmart? Well, I met his mom. And she was like, oh my God, I named my son Boston. I was like, dad, good call. <laughs> it's a badass thing. I always thought Boston was like your stage name.
2: And when I when I learned that your real name was Boston, it really threw me for a loop because I thought it was Eric. I thought you were fucking with me.
1: I used to fuck with people when they're like, <laughs> whenever I would screw something up, and they're like, "God, Boston, you're a terrible liar." I'm like, "I'm the best liar in the world." You all still think my name's Boston? <laughs> <laughs> they would just stare, would stare at me for a long time, like, oh, "Wait a minute,
2: <laughs> that's incredible." Number seven on my list is Solar Opposites. <laughs> this is uh, the show by one of the the co creators of Rick and Morty. I think it's better than Rick and Morty. the The thing that for, that stands this show apart for me is one of the aliens. They're psychotic. Uh, they've landed on Earth and they're supposed to take over Earth, but they're lazy. One of the one of the uh, the aliens shrinks people that make him mad throughout the day and stick them in the wall. The wall is kind of like you remember that Fallout uh, app game. Oh God!
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
2: it looks like that. But what they'll do is every episode. They'll, they'll go into the wall and there's an entire history that's growing in the wall. The first season's about a revolution and the second season is about a serial killer taking out the inhabitants of the wall. And it's incredible. There's a whole episode where two of them escape the wall and they're in the yard trying to get across the street to a Walgreens and they're stuck inside a ship from Predator. <laughs> and it's heartbreaking it's fantastic like it, it's unreal that they that they've pulled off what they do with this show but solar opposites it's hulu it's it's amazing
3: i gotta watch that i've not seen it yet but i've i mean i've heard no, really good saying, things about it. Watch
2: it oh it's That's so good
3: well- oh,
2: what so do fun? you have for seven and boston scott don't you jump in with your number seven you gotta
3: stay quiet what do you have for number seven cody <laughs> uh haunting of bly manor i do think that that came out uh, this past year I, I I watched it early that's fine year. anything yeah. you watch this, this year is is okay
0: yeah. it all matters you watch this has to come out. i
3: do think but i loved haunting of bly manor and i don't want to spoil it that much but it's from the same guy that did um the haunting of hill house and, yep, and dr sleep and dr sleep I, I man dr sleep was one of my favorite movies of last or i guess year before last i fucking love that movie especially director's cut but uh oh, yeah 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 this was um this was slower than haunting of hill house had some of the same actors and and stuff in it but man uh it was a lot more emotional and i really liked this i mean if you like scary stuff you'll like it watch it he also did midnight mass this year yes oh man forgot about that that's um yeah that should have been on my list fuck haunting a blind manor
4: Oh, fuck!
3: Are you turning on in i a... uh, I'm going to you know, uh, yeah, Hyphen, hyphen, his show also, Midnight Mass was really good.
2: Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah, you can yeah. do that. My number six is Mystic Quest. Mystic Quest, uh, it's two of the creators of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's about it's an office-based show where they work for a video game company that does like a an online RPG. It's hysterical and it had Bar none, the best episode that had that dealt with the quarantine. Oh, yes. They did a quarantine special episode just all on Zoom, and it was funny. It was heartbreaking. It was incredible. It's basically got almost the same style of humor as always, in a way, but with characters that actually have souls.
3: Right. I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I've yeah. seen uh, three or four episodes so far, and it, it's, fan- it's fantastic.
3: I saw a couple of them too. I need to finish it up because I'm obviously yeah. a big Always Sunny fan.
1: So. Super good. Also hashtag Ashley Birch.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, Ashley Birch. She's amazing. And she's oh, gonna be in yeah. two games in the first three months of this year.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, she's in Horizon and uh Tiny Tina, right?
1: Tiny Tina's wonderful. Yeah, no. oh, yeah, Tina. yeah, oh she's Tiny Tina. Yeah, that's but, cool. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 That's again, and yeah. the the range there. The range there. Tiny Tina and Aloy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Polar but,
3: opposites. Uh, Yeah. So what do you have for number six, Cody? So uh, this is not, I mean, this is something that kind of came out this, it didn't come out this year, but it got really big this year. And I'm just bringing it up because, I mean, it's huge. Uh, Yellowstone.
2: Oh. Talk to me about Yellowstone because we were, me and my roommate are planning to
3: start watching it this week.
0: That that was on my list for last year, uh, Cody. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, I didn't really start it. Me and my dad started it this year. I guess about six months. Oh, no, two. that's fine. I, I, was, I would say how a good – It's I still out. It's are on the
2: fourth season this year, so it's fine. So what
3: yeah. do you like about Yellowstone? It's a – okay, so the the guy that did Hell or High Water – oh, God, what's his name? Yeah, Tyler uh, Sheridan. Yeah, Taylor Sheridan. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Sheridan. Yep. Uh, I mean, I, I really like his stuff, and this has that feeling to it. Cost. Okay, so you know Kevin Costner's in it, right?
0: I think the better question is what do you not like about Yellowstone? That, that might be the better question.
2: Yeah, and Kevin Costner has had like a really good second half of his career.
3: I mean it it it's got that it's got that like dirty, realistic Western feel that stuff like No Country for Old Men and Hell or High Water have.
0: Yeah. Almost a lot of like a mafia twist dude. Uh no. yeah,
3: Logan yeah no it's a it's got that mood to it it's definitely a mafia like i mean th- these people live on these ranches they are fucking cutthroat just they're as bad as the mafia in fact it feels a lot like the godfather too in a way
0: yeah, it does it really does it feels like the godfather set in, like a western setting
3: yeah it sounds awesome yeah godfather in a western setting too. yeah
2: all right, so we're at our top five. I think
3: now Boston and Scott are
2: going to join us.
3: Nice.
2: I'll, we'll just stay in the same order. My number five is a show on Paramount Plus called Evil. It stars Michael Coulter, who played Luke Cage. And he's essentially, it's him and two people. He, he works for the Catholic Church, and they're investigating, uh, you know, like exorcisms, uh, demonic, pos- you know, demonic possessions, uh, witchcraft, that kind of thing. It's fantastic. It also has been from Lost as the antagonist who you don't know if he's Satan or if he's working for Satan. It's super good. There's four child actors on the show and you think, okay, child actors are horrible. but They're fantastic on this show. They did a whole episode this season where they had to go to a, a monastery and the monastery had a demon that attacks if you make sound. So the whole episode is silent. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it, was phenomenal the way they do the episode it's two seasons in i think it got picked up for a third season so uh cbs has given it uh, a chance it's legitimately really good if you like horror evil is fantastic yeah i need to watch that. what do you have for number five cody
3: uh i have the mandalorian for number five the way that they ended up uh doing that season i'm trying not to spoil anything as much as possible but that giant cameo (laughs) drop yeah that's like oh, and I don't mean Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett was cool as fuck. He's still the coolest Mandalorian in the galaxy, in my opinion. But <laughs> I watched the
2: um the finale with um Scott and our friend Waller. They're two big Star Wars fans, and that cameo at the end of Mandalorian had them both so happy.
0: Mm-hmm. Sure did. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> response, Scott. Uh, I, I just remember like seeing it for the first time, and like it just gives you chills, you know. Hey man, like it's it's, it's phenomenal
1: cameo had me walking on clouds
0: yeah
2: (laughs) pretty that's really
0: good scott boston
2: um scott what is your
0: number five five is only murders in the building what is this i cannot i watched the entire season i think almost the entire season in one night and i think i finished maybe two episodes of the next day i was watching with a friend Uh, it's basically uh, a show that star that stars martin short steve martin and selena gomez uh, and they work so well with each other i mean it's 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 amazing, but basically, they live in this really expensive building in new york uh, and there's a murder that happens, and they start a podcast uh to try to and solve this in this murder uh as it's going on uh and it's just it i can, i have, I don't remember being so hooked on a show, you know, like every single episode i'm like i've I've got to watch the next episode like it it is that entertaining, that engrossing cannot recommend it enough that's awesome.
2: and it got picked up for a second season,
0: yes. And, and it ended in a way where you could tell it probably was going to have a second season.
1: Uh, Boston, what do you have for number five? Uh, my number five is going to be Hawkeye. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, mainly because uh, Vincent D'Onofrio exists in the show, and that makes me the happiest panda in the world.
2: Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yes. He was made to play. It that has world. to be
1: him. I, I've told, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, that I I did not even know it was Vincent D'Onofrio in the, the Daredevil <laughs> series until we were watching it again with the uh, audio subtitles on, yeah. and they mentioned you know uh, Wilson Fisk played by Vincent D'Onofrio, and I was like, oh my god, that is what Vincent D'Onofrio... But the first three times <laughs> we watched through that whole series, I just convinced myself that they had done some sort of black magic and summoned Wilson <laughs> Fisk from the pages of the comic, the Jason Aaron run specifically, and put it into... Yeah. Through- uh, into the Marvel universe. And I, uh, and I was like, yes, yeah, that that is actually Kingpin. That is the real, real person Kingpin there. That's it. Yep. When did you first, when did you first realize it was him? On the fourth, on the fourth watch through. Wow. The fourth watch through. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Do you skip credits scenes? I guess so. I I don't read the credits. Okay. So you boo, you're like, I don't want to know actors. <laughs>
2: Fuck you all. Um, that's amazing. Uh, so my number four is Ted Lasso. Really good. This season, they dealt a lot with uh, mental health, and they did it in a realistic and powerful way, but still keeping the comedy of the show. Absolutely. And the heel turn of, uh, by Nate was, uh, was sad, but very realistic. Cody, what do you have
3: for number four? My number four TV series of the year. Uh, that would be what if oh mm-hmm. yeah what if
2: what if was number four on your list
3: yeah what if is number four on my list because uh i just really liked it had a lot of fun okay. with
2: it so you so you've been you enjoyed uh what was it like uh so you enjoyed the full the full run of what if
3: yeah i mean pretty much the, the i'm trying to think if there was really a weak episode there really wasn't i don't think uh, I even I even like the Star Lord T'Challa episode that a lot of people seem to not like. Why did people not like that episode? I thought it was fun. No, I don't. I, I thought. I guess that they didn't think it was fun. Uh, I think that they were like, <laughs> "Well, why would anyone care if T'Challa was doing it? Because why is he the nice one? Everybody, everybody's accepting his niceness." I'm like, I don't know. He's just nice. I don't. I don't know. It's fun. It's a cartoon. Yeah, and it did such a cool job with Thanos. That episode we had a fun
2: Thanos, which is not something you normally would say.
3: Yeah, I've never been able to say before. Man, I like that Thanos.
2: <laughs> yeah, Thanos is a good guy. All right, uh, Scott, what did you have for number four? I had them before uh, the Great.
3: Okay, uh, what is
2: this?
0: It uh, it's it's great. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> 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 no, it's it's yeah, it's kind of it's it's loosely based on on Catherine the Great and her rise of power. Uh, you know when she first marries, uh, she's like the she. She eventually you know becomes the Empress of Russia. You know blah blah, blah. Uh, but uh, it's it's her whole rise to, to that point. She's she's phenomenal in the show. Don't get me wrong, but the absolute best part about the show is the king. He is a complete and absolute, utter douchebag, and he has no idea. Uh, he thinks all of his friends, all his subjects, just adore him and love him. He's in his own clueless world, and he makes the show what it. it I don't know that I would watch the show if he ever left, <laughs>
3: but. Oh, he's gonna die next season, bro.
0: Right, right exactly, exactly. I'm that's, sure that's that's gonna be my luck.
2: Do they tone him down after the first episode? Because I saw the first episode and it ends with him killing her bear and then punching her in the gut.
0: He does Jesus. not turn, tone down at all.
2: So how is he the best character in the show when he's that horrible of a person?
0: It's because his acting, like he is that damn funny th- throughout the whole the whole uh, series, uh, and it's just the way he. he portrays that character it's it, it yes he is a terrible his character is awful he's, he's an awful human being he's horrible but like he's just that entertaining to watch if that makes sense like he, and
2: she's really good in the show too
0: oh she's phenomenal they're, they're both phenomenal uh and they they, they actually play re- really well off each other too can't highly i can't recommend it enough
2: and you've seen through the second season is it?
0: i, I just started season two recently because they they just came out I don't, i'm not sure when but i just I'm only episode one into season two. Okay, excellent. And he's still he's still his normal self. <laughs> <Great>.
2: <laughs> Boston, what do you have for number four?
1: Uh, my number four is actually a YouTube series that started this year from a channel called Extra Credits called So You Haven't Read, where they go through and do summaries and breakdowns of some famous novels that perhaps you haven't read, uh, novels or stories. So far they've done uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, beloved by tony morrison romeo and juliet christmas carol
2: and they do they do it like serious or do they do are they funny
1: uh yes and no it depends depends on how serious the book's gonna be okay it's a it's a rather they they take have a humorous look on most of it anyway so yeah that tends to say humorous
2: yeah okay awesome all right so our top three I'll go first uh my top three is just uh this is what i do on making lists when i want to add more shows to my list my top three is the mcu live action shows like just all of them i thought mcu little shaky on the movies like black widow was okay but not the greatest eternals i hate it but with the mcu live shows i liked all of them um hawkeye was probably my favorite of the four but mcu uh is killing up with live action. I'm excited to see what they do this year. Cody, what did you have for number three?
3: Uh, my number three was Hawkeye. Oh.
2: Good. <laughs> okay.
3: Uh, um, I my okay. So my favorite Marvel hero obviously is Daredevil, and yeah. uh, my favorite Marvel property that's anything they've done is the Daredevil TV series.
0: It was really good.
3: Like as far as like anything they've ever done, that right there. I don't know. It just hit. It's just. It's perfect. So, I realized a couple of, and I'm not taking away from the show at all because th- I have two points here. I realized a couple episodes in that Wilson Fisk was definitely going to be in this. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh, that's Fisk. Oh, okay, I get it. They're they're introducing him. Okay, they're bringing him in. It's going to be D'Onofrio, I hope. If it's not, we riot. Um, <laughs>
1: I mean, you're not wrong.
3: No, exactly. But the show itself, like, just just Renner and and. Haley, Haley steinfeld they're acting off each other man they're it's awesome like this show it's the funnest show that they had it feels most like the marvel cinematic universe than the other shows it feels like the highest budget even though it probably isn't
2: yeah and it i really didn't care too much for jeremy renner's take on hawkeye until this show
3: they owe matt fraction some money put it that way
2: (laughs) (laughs) they really do and pizza dog yeah Pizza dog's amazing.
3: This show blows the others out of the water completely for me. Like I, I it's got that diehard feel to it. That's the best way I can describe it. It's like action, but then the comedy. Man, and there's there's a there's a, there's a single in this. Like there's there's a, the the car chase that single shot. Man, that that's just good filmmaking. That that part's amazing.
2: And we still haven't even brought up my uh, celebrity girlfriend is in this show, Francis Poe.
3: Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah and she she's shows amazing. amazing. As Yelena yeah, Belova. Yeah. yeah.
2: she's super good. Scott, what did you have for number three?
0: I have for number three something that actually has been out for a, a while now, a few seasons. Uh but I've I just I love it so much. Uh I spent so much time watching it. Uh, it's it's the Ozark. Okay, nice. I freaking love the show so and I cannot wait for see the last season. I am I'm, I'm excited but sad uh that that there's only one more season coming out. I think it's um soon. I think. Yeah, it's
2: uh the third week in January. It's the first seven episodes, and then the final yeah. seven episodes will be at a later date. And we're actually to plug the show here. We're going to have soon a guy that works behind the scenes on Ozark on our show. Boss and I Ooh. spoke to him a couple minutes uh for a couple minutes a few weeks ago. But yeah, what he's going to he come on the show. He does the uh, costuming.
0: Oh, I'm nice. excited. That's awesome. Oh wow! But now, it's freebay doesn't know. It's basically you know about a guy who gets involved with the drug cartel. He's a he's a genius with with financing, and he, he becomes their their money launderer. Uh, and then shit just gets, hits the fan so much where he has to move his whole family to the Ozark in order to save him and his family's life. Uh, he has to continue working. He he doesn't want to, but he has to continue to work to work for them to basically stay alive. Uh, and it's God, it's it's just it's so
2: good. It's a good show, Boston. What did you have for three?
1: Uh, my number three is another YouTube series because you said I could do this, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> From a uh, the channel Overly Sarcastic Productions called Trope Talk, where they go over they go over various tropes that are commonly used in uh, TV shows and movies, and break down the good about them, the bad about them, how you should use them, how you shouldn't use them. Real good ways that people have used them and really bad ways that people have huh. used them. Nice. Nice. That <laughs> sounds awesome. And it's a YouTube, you said? Uh, it is, yeah, it is on YouTube. Um, Overly Sarcastic Productions. Uh, they've got some other really great stuff, too, but that's just one of my favorite series they've got. That's awesome. Um, number two for
2: me is Hacks. It's HBO Max. It stars Gene Smart, who I think is having one of the best... Second half of her of careers of all time, like Legion, Fargo, Watchmen, and now Hacks, uh, and Maria of Easttown. But in this, she basically plays Joan Rivers. She's basically a comedian oh, yeah. in Las Vegas. They're about to shut her down. Like she's not reaching a younger audience now, so they bring in a Gen Z writer who she absolutely <laughs> hates uh, to work for her. And the show, the, the chemistry between the two lead actresses is phenomenal. It's a funny show. It's sharp. It's
3: just really good TV. What do you have for number two, Cody? For number two, I actually also have a YouTube series. Nice. Yeah. Okay. nice. <laughs> it's called Tasting History. And I'm, oh. oh, it's fantastic. So uh, this guy, I, I, I think he was a professional baker for a while. Yeah. He finds recipes from antiquity and recreates them as best as possible
1: oh really that's the guy that talks almost like martin short right
3: yeah he kind of does talk like martin short yeah yeah I th- I, 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 yeah this yeah, is I a I, recipe
1: from the 1920s it Hair might be kind of yeah it might
3: be kind yeah yeah yeah
1: that's how he talks yeah yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, guy
3: yeah he did the pumpkin pie which i tried to do this year uh the 1672 pumpkin pie I, and i succeeded i did it Oh wow and it was fine it was, it was edible. It was edible. So
2: he, he uses only the methods that they would have at that time?
3: Uh, no, he recreates it in a modern kitchen, but he okay. does as best as he can to, yeah, to recreate it in that way. Like, with the ingredients that are available today, there are things that obviously are no longer available.
1: He doesn't do the babish thing where he then tries to, like, do. Ha, ha, here's how I would do it if I were a chef nowadays.
3: Yeah, no, he just... The best way he can recreate it in his kitchen.
1: I, I love, I love watching Benny with Babish, but that's something I do kind of, it's always, I'm always hit or miss on of like, do I want to see you recreate it or just enjoy it? Just fucking do the, make it by the recipe and then move on.
3: Yeah. He does drinks and stuff too. Like he, he's done like mead and things like that. Um, And like Roman, like these Roman beverages. And it's really cool. That uh, sounds uh, awesome. Really neat. Like a diet, a, a, a night's meal. What would a night's meal be like? You know,
2: that sounds awesome. I'm on a god YouTube channel because now Boston feels better. Boston feels like yes.
0: Um, no, it's Scott, still not you know, I'm to do a YouTube series.
2: <laughs> Too late, Scott.
0: What is your number two? Uh, my number two is a YouTube series. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's about uh, celebrity crushes. Uh, uh, let's talk about something more interesting. <laughs> is it really okay? No, no it's really not. <laughs> Although that. that Although, as a side note, that is a very uh, awesome. I like series, how though. I like how you get super serious. Uh, yeah. All right, what's number two? Uh, so number two is The Witcher. Okay, yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. I feel like that when I first started watching episode one, I felt like they took the character from the video game and put it onto the show. Uh, like I, I didn't. It, it, it was like how Boston felt about. Uh, Kingpin. Uh, you know, it 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 didn't even look seem like it was Henry. Cav- I don't. Know, is it Cavill? Cav- Cavill. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Cavill. Cavalry. Cavalry. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so Henry Cavill. I, I. I. He does such an amazing job. I, I. I. And it's probably it's probably partly because he's such a fan of the of the game series and the book series himself. I think yeah. that's why he does such such a great phenomenal job on the show. If you ha- have read the books or played the games, or even if you haven't, it's still it's still a great show. It might be harder to follow if you don't know really anything about the, the story lines uh, or anything, yeah. but that's yeah, that first it, season. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause like it's cause they, they jump through time jumps a lot and they don't explain when they're doing it. So back that's and the, forth. Yeah. Yeah. But we do do a lot
2: of that in the second season.
0: Well, I, yeah. How do you start? Second, I just finished this. The first
1: season. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I know. So spoilers. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I cannot wait to burn through that. That'll be happening very soon. Oh so. shit! Because I was
3: gonna just be yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> but I, I love The Wizard. It's it's phenomenal.
2: Uh, Boston, what do you have for number two?
1: Uh, number two, still staying on YouTube because it's all I watch these days. Uh, sh- a show that I've talked about on the uh, on the show before, and it's still hands down one of my favorite game shows of all time. Um, actually, you got me into this show. It's really good. And and some of the and some of the ones they've been doing uh, they finally have gotten to like the pandemic episodes and i am mm-hmm. quite impressed with how they're able to handle it and uh, roll with it and i'm looking forward to the next season when they're back in the studio so we'll see what happens there
2: all right so here it comes what you all have been waiting for the number one. 1 uh my number 1 is for all mankind it's an alternate history show where russia lands on the moon before the states and what happens from there this year was the second the second season and they're dealing with the 1980s and the cold war phenomenal actors they do really good job too, aging them where it doesn't look fake mm-hmm. the second season has a story arc that goes through the second season with a couple from the first year and their whole their story arc is just phenomenal and the final episode of the of the season holy shit it's probably one of my favorite episodes of all time of any show
1: huh.
2: wow. um, but if you haven't watched for all mankind yet you're really missing out on like probably one of the best television shows i've ever really seen. really
1: good show oh,
3: okay
2: yeah, i've got it
1: it isn't like uh it isn't like man the high castle where it's a fake alternate no, universe is it is actual <laughs> thank yeah, you this
2: show is good yeah, this show is really good. Okay, I actually um, like that show,
1: <laughs> but they, they do commit. Yeah, then to... You really
2: like uh, For All Mankind, then?
1: So they do commit to the know that this this is the reality. There's no like turning it back. This is just how things are. Good. Yeah, this it is goes. how
2: things are, and right. they also do historical scenes. They'll they'll take historical real historical scenes, and they'll twist like they do, like Nixon yelling and you know like you know when he's been taped about like Russia landing on the moon first. They. It's just fantastic the way they do it. It's yeah. super good, seamless yeah.
3: is what I would call it. Seamless, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's such a good show. Um, what do you have for number one, Cody?
3: My number one show of the year was one that I honestly binged all of this year because uh, I'd watched a little bit of it, then I really got into it. it was what we do in the shadows? My uh,
2: nice show,
3: yes, that almost made my cut. On but just by the way,
0: that's that's phenomenal. It's that's so
3: satisfying. I can't. I can't even explain how much that show warms my heart to watch it. Yeah. the irony. Like it's just like, oh, this is everything I want. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> no, it's yeah. a it's a fantastic show. I, what else? What I don't I don't know what else I could want in a show. Did <laughs> yeah. you watch
0: the movie as well?
3: Yeah, I, I, I love the movie. Oh, of course, yeah. Peter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's werewolves. Um, it's good stuff. It's really um, good. Watch yeah, it. Right. It's, it's super crazy. good. That's awesome, man. Yeah.
0: Why'd you have for number one, Scotty? Well, my number one happens to be on your list, Ryan. Okay. Can you guess what it could be?
2: It's not, I have no idea, honestly.
0: <laughs> my number one uh, is Ted Lasso.
2: Oh. Nice. Okay.
0: Yeah. I adore the ever-loving shit out of that show. Uh, I got addicted to it from the first episode. Uh, it's just, it's just uh, there's nothing else like it on TV right now. It's so, like, heartwarming, so, like, charismatic. Like, just, it's just, it's a really, it's a feel-good show that isn't, like, tacky. uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't feel cheesy. Right, it doesn't feel cheesy at all. Like, it's definitely one of my favorite things I've seen in a very long time.
2: And think about this right now. As far as our podcast is concerned, Apple TV is killing it because your number one yeah. and my number one are both Apple TV shows, so. Oh
0: wow. And the one of the two movies I'm going to recommend is an app is on Apple TV. Fine. <laughs> All
2: right, uh Boston, what was your number one?
1: My number one is hands down one of the most inventive shows I've ever seen in my life, Game Changers. Mm. Uh, it's also by the same team that did I'm um, actually it's a the the rules of the game is that no one knows the rules of the game. Only the host knows the rules of the game, and everyone else has to figure it out as they go. And they have done some amazing episodes uh, from the, the, one of the first episodes where they had uh, spoilers, they had the contestants' girlfriends stand in the back with a buzzer and then rolled a machine out that was a lie detector machine. Mm -hmm. And they would ask them personal questions that the girlfriends would 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 answer correct or true or false to uh, my hands down my favorite like it's it's one of those ones that you it it needs the context to be the, the funniest but it is right uh the episode is brennan brennan lee mulligan can't win every question is just yes or no you can find you can find clips of it all over where brennan finally figures out the the trick that he's just not allowed to win, and he's he scores zero points throughout the entire episode because <laughs> every question nice. is just yes or no, and whatever Brennan answers is the wrong answer. So if everybody get, <laughs> if everybody says yes, everyone's wrong. If everybody says no, everyone's wrong. But if you answer different than Brennan, you get a point. Uh, oh, that's so- awesome. and when he finally uh, when I he finally know. figures it out. It's like it's a oh uh, it's like a minute and a half rant that he goes on that is just. <laughs> and everyone even like goes did did he just like did he rehearse this and we're the ones that are being trolled he's like no this is this is all improv (laughs) that's
2: incredible that's amazing all right uh we'll go to movies now we'll do we're gonna do scott um cody and i have uh 10 through six let's just kind of rush through our 10 to 6 cody is that okay
3: okay so my number 10 movie of the year was Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And honestly, it would have been higher if I hadn't seen a bunch of more amazing shit. This was really good. This was like all four hours? Yeah. Like, I mean, that last 30 minutes could have ended. They could have done they could have not done that. But mostly I really sat down and like soaked it up and I was like, wow. This is kind of like like he just wanted to make a sci-fi epic and walk the fuck off. And I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I, there's a lot of slow motion. Could have cut about forty-five minutes out of slow motion. Uh, not the flash stuff, though. The best scene in the movie, or in a, one of the best scenes in a movie all year. The the flash saving Iris West scene. Beautiful.
2: Nice. All right. Because we don't want this episode to be as long as a Jack Snyder uh, superhero movie, I'll rush through mine. Uh, my number ten is Dune. I thought it was good, and it was a good, I guess, setup for what will be the second movie. I'm glad they're doing a second. Uh, number nine for me is the Star- Sparks Brothers documentary. I'd never heard of the band, the Sparks, until this movie, but there are lots of bands, love them. They're their number one uh, bands. Uh, this movie basically tells their story, and it's super good. What was your number nine,
3: Cody? Uh, my number nine would be Nightmare Alley. Really enjoyed it. Guillermo del Toro's new flick. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that Um,
2: got got sent to die. That got sent to die against Spider-Man. Yeah,
3: fucking terrible. Sorry for that in The Matrix, man. Yeah. But your movies are good.
2: Yeah. My number eight is Judas and the Black Messiah. It came out super early in the year. It's good. It's enraging. But yeah, if you get a chance to see it, I think it's HBO Max. Uh, It's fantastic.
1: And very enraging. I, I, that, that's the best way. Best thing I've heard about a movie all year.
3: What was yours, uh, Cody? Your number eight? My number eight was Pig, starring Nicolas Cage. Yeah.
2: And it's not what people think it is, is it?
3: No, it's not. It's really good. Uh, this is a really good movie.
2: It's not John Wickish.
3: Yeah. No, it's not. No, just watch this movie. Like, honestly, watch it. Like, I recommend this movie tonight. You'll love it. If you don't, I don't know. But, like, it, I really liked it. <laughs>
2: it's on hulu um my number seven is ghostbusters afterlife i think it took a lot of people want it like they want it nostalgia but it also moves the story for it with like new characters i think it's i liked it a lot i cried I, I really dug it um what was your number seven
3: cody that was also my number seven ghostbusters afterlife
2: oh cool
3: no. yeah I really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, there was a bit of "Hey, remember Ghostbusters?" in
1: there, but like,
3: oh, so go, the Ghostbusters too? Yeah, not as much as Ghostbusters too, though, which is just like, "Hey, this is Ghostbusters
1: again." Amen. man.
3: Yeah. Sorry,
2: she <clears throat> owed me an ecto cooler. Um, so, oh, damn it! That's so yeah. good. Yeah, Uh, number six uh, for me was Suicide Squad. One part that made Suicide Squad even more entertaining for me watching it is I watched it with a very high Scott.
0: Yes, uh, that's why I can't put it on any kind of list because I don't know what the hell happened in that movie.
2: (laughs) Two people that were super high – that some parts I loved them and other parts I was so mad because I couldn't hear what was going on on the screen. But it was an entertaining way to watch a movie. And if any movie, it's a James Gunn movie.
0: I will tell you right now, if there was a briefcase and there was a million dollars in that briefcase, but I had to tell you that everything that happened in that movie, just take that briefcase home. <laughs>
2: yep, i not, not, not even going to attempt it. What was your number six, Cody? Uh,
3: my number six was... Actually, it was a special, but it, to me, it felt like a movie because uh, one of the best movies of the year I saw was Bo Burnham Inside. I guess that counts. Okay,
2: it does count. Yeah. All
1: right, so I have a number. I have a number four. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. man. I mean, yeah. Uh, it really hits hard. So good. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's. I've still haven't watched it yet because I think it's going to be too triggering for me. But I, I've heard really good things about. Oh, it. Oh man. Now we're in our top five. And my five, I probably won't speak too much on it because I think Boston probably has it on his. If he doesn't, I will. Uh, Incontinence.
1: Incontinence, yes.
2: In- <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> it's the Harrisons Ford story. <laughs> Encanto. Encanto. It belongs
3: yeah. in my diaper. Is it on your list, Boston?
1: It is definitely on my list.
2: Okay, so we'll, we'll go to it later. Uh, what is your number five, Cody?
3: My number five is Don't Look Up.
2: Huh. Okay.
3: <laughs> uh. You guys seen it? I, I have not yet.
2: No, I'm gonna get angry watching it, so I have not watched it yet.
3: Oh man, uh, it is, it, it's, it's almost critic proof. It's funny because
1: I've heard a lot of critics t- uh, talk about it.
3: Right, it pisses. But ultimately, like when you hear that too, it's like I think it pissed them off.
1: <laughs> yeah, it got too. It was too real for them.
3: Yeah, like it. it it's it's one of those South Parky kind of things where they just kind of hit everybody. Yeah it's good <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome
2: yeah that's it's weird too because mckay and feral aren't friends anymore really yeah uh feral got pissed off and mckay is doing a movie based on something sports related and i guess feral got angry that he wasn't going to be included in it uh so him and mckay according to mckay they haven't spoken in a long time
1: what a loss no will feral scott you have a
2: five right
1: no 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 uh
0: i only is it two I, yeah, I realized how little movies I've watched this past year.
2: Okay, so number four for me, then, is Psycho Goreman. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Psycho Goreman It's basically a warlord uh, comes to Earth ready to destroy the Earth, but a little girl that's kind of a murderous little girl discovers some kind of device that gives her control of this warlord. Who she named Psycho Goreman. It's fantastic. It's done almost like a, tra- a, tra- a trauma it's movie. It's trauma.
3: Yeah, it's trauma. Like It seems it's like it is. Super fun. Oh, wow. Any, what do you have for number four, uh, Cody? <laughs> All right. For number four, I have Cop Shop, which is like, no one's heard about this apparently, but like it's a very good action film with really good, uh, really good action. And it's got this like, one of my favorite movies is Assault on Precinct 13, the original John Carpenter, Assault on Precinct 13. Oh, such a good movie and this has that feel to it and i know like the when you hear like this movie has frank grillo and gerard butler in it, you're gonna be like oh no <laughs> no shit like they're both really good in this and it, it's about it's about these hitmen who are looking for a person at a police precinct and man it's really good it's a fantastic action movie there's really good fights in it there's real oh it's brutal too i and i mean like and I'm, I'm finicky with action movies. I'm like, oh, I like this because it's silly or I like this because it's really great. And anything in the middle, I'm like, eh. That doesn't count for the Fast and Furious. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. You stop that right now. They're, you're done. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> but stop. <It's> awesome. okay. <laughs> but they do <made laughs> go to space.
2: So space. All right. Now Boston, you
1: said you have a number four now. Uh, I mean, yeah, t- technically my number four now would be uh, inside if that's uh, if that is an option, because
2: we'll count it. It's uh,
1: yeah. I, I didn't know really where to put something like that because uh, I have I have been singing those songs uh, since it since I, since I first heard them and just it, uh, like you said, yeah, it, it probably for some people might be a little triggering, but for me, who has usually had you know for a long time, I've come to terms with my depression and anxiety, and you know. I can I can laugh at it. Some of that shit is just fucking hilarious. Like, there's a lot of people that are like, I don't see what the joke is. I don't I, how is that a joke? And it's like, oh, you 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 poor thing. No, you know, just, just <laughs> laugh at it and have fun. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to one day just just watch it.
1: Maybe we'll maybe we'll sit down and watch it together.
2: Yeah, just uh, you on one hand holding my hand, and Scott on the other holding my hand. I like it and well, stroking Cody. my hair Cody, Cody can come too but you know I don't I only have two hands
3: Well that was going to grab your hand Ryan
2: I'll uh, hold something. See see now it's a party My number 3 is Chong is Shang-Chi It's now currently on Disney Plus and if you haven't seen it watch it it's the best probably origin story movie that Marvel has done yeah, I was surprised. I'm, Shang-Chi has never been a character I really care too much about. And in fact, for 46 years, I've been mispronouncing his name, which mm-hmm. makes me feel horrible. It's a really good movie. It's a good movie.
3: Um, could this make you feel any better? I mispronounced his name my entire life too. And I loved Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi, my whole life. I was obsessed with the comic. I was obsessed yeah. with Kung Fu my whole life, of course. I mean, That's like what I love. So I, was, I, I called him Shang-Chi my whole life. Until like I started seeing interviews, I was like, Oh no, I'm a racist. <laughs> I'm horrible. <Nah. laughs> uh, yeah. What's your number three, Cody? My number three is Shang-Chi. Yeah.
2: <laughs> nice, okay.
3: Yeah, we go two for two on this one. Yeah.
2: yeah. I imagine our number one's gonna be the same
3: too, but we'll get there. It will be probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh uh, I really, really love uh, it's great. Like you said, the best origin story. Um it's got it's a Marvel Kung Fu movie.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm 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 real glad they were able to make a successful series with a martial artist main character. Cause I mean, they weren't able to do it. I mean, I, I haven't heard of anything like that prior. No, I don't no. think there was anything nope. else. No, nothing no, else. no,
2: no. And they finally, yeah. And they redeemed the Mandarin. Uh, and they, and they modernized them cause I don't think the Mandarin in the comic books will really work today no. either. Uh, but they have, they modern moder- modernized the Mandarin in a really good way. Yeah. Um, Boston, what was your number
1: three? Uh, my number three is a movie that I have actually not seen. <laughs>
2: but, I was surprised you said that. I didn't think you were gonna. Okay, we're no, good. I
1: want to admit up front, I have not actually seen the whole of this movie. I've caught a few. Okay. I caught a few clips of it on YouTube, but just because it exists, because it exists at all, it deserves to be on my list. Scooby-Doo meets Courage of the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> oh, the Scooby Gang. I did not know this existed. The Scooby Gang goes to nowhere and has to deal with Courage's Rogues Gallery and it's amazing. That and this is a real this is this a is, movie. This is an actual uh, feature-length feature-length animated film. Nice. That sounds amazing. My
2: number 2 is I was honestly surprised it didn't get on a lot of critics lists this year and I think it's because it came out so early in the year. Uh, but it's a cartoon that was from Netflix called Mitchell and the Machines.
1: Mitchell's, Mitchell's versus the machines.
2: Yeah, Mitchell's versus the machines. Really good movie. Uh, it's by the guys who did the Lego movies and uh, Spider Verse into the yep. Spider Verse, which I kind of like a little bit.
1: I've heard, it's, I've heard it's okay.
2: Super good quality. I think a good quality family film. I really dug it. Cody, what do you have for number two? Uh,
3: my number two is The Matrix Resurrections. Oh, this is controversial. Yeah. Let me tell you why. Tell me. Because I understand what they were going for about 40 minutes in. I realized that I was this movie in and of itself is the most matrixy thing that they've released since the first matrix movie. It might not be the best Movie they've released since the first Matrix movie, or it might be the best. I don't know. I'm gonna have to figure it out. I'm not sure for a long time right now. I, it's kind of blue pill, red pill, really. Uh, my, my critical thoughts on it is that the fights are nowhere near as good, and that, that breaks my heart.
0: I have heard that about the fight scenes, are really that hard. breaks
3: my heart. Yeah. But the fact that it's so meta that it's almost too meta, the fact that Lana Machowski was basically told, We're making this movie with or without you, and she was like, Okay, I'll make you a movie. <laughs>
2: So you think it's kind of like a kind of an FU to Warner Brothers? It season? is definitely
3: an FU to Warner Brothers.
2: That's interesting.
1: But a lot
3: of the scripts she wrote during the time she was grieving for the loss of her parents too, and it comes
1: through in the Trinity and Neo stuff. So it was a petty film. So very much, very much like uh, the last two Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, like we're gonna do it regardless. And Sakurai's like, "Fucking hell! All right." <laughs> yeah. There's some really good stuff in here though, like some really cool stuff,
3: and there's some. There's some, honestly, like, some stuff where I'm like, oh, man, this is fucking great. Two things missing, of course. Uh, It actually makes sense that Lawrence Fishburne isn't in this as much, like, what they're doing with Morpheus now. But Hugo Weaving not being there, big miss. Okay. Big miss.
2: I'm going to try. I know it's still on HBO Max until the 22nd. Yeah. I'm going to have to pull the trigger, I think. Um, Scott, since you only had two movies on your list, I expect these two movies to be bangers. What is number two on your list? I, I I wouldn't get
0: your hopes too high up because oh, like, no, yeah. I I have realized with putting this list together that I uh, have not watched hardly any movies this past year. Uh, all my time has been spent on shows and games. Yeah. So I was like, I was trying to ke- come up with just anything that like stood out because I've seen more than two movies. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Uh, I like. I was trying to find, find two that like just or, or any that just stood out to me. Yeah. Uh, so these were the two that I came. So down is this to what happens
2: like. when you start and play seventy hours into Demon Souls and then decide you have to start a get over? <laughs> is this what happens? Oh, yeah, that's right. I did do that. Or well, that was Dark, dark
0: Souls actually. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you you start a game, play seventy hours, and go, oh, I need to start over. So that's yes. probably why this list is only two movies. All right. Yes. Yeah, well, that
0: I've been a shit ton of hours in Hearthstone. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. What is number? Number two will two be uh, Greyhound. Uh, Tom Hanks. It's it's also on Apple TV. Uh, it's basically it's set in uh, World War II, where he is like, is his first like command ship of a U.S. Navy ship, and it's like an escort type of a thing. But he gets he gets attacked by Russian uh, submarines. As soon as it starts to be intense, it's a it's a it's a ride that never stops.
2: How does a submarine fit into tents? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> i don't want to figure that out. Uh...
0: Um, <laughs> But no, it's, but, and, and of course Tom Hanks is as amazing as you would think he would be. Uh, basically, it's just, I, I watched it on accident. I, I came over to a friend of mine's house and he had, it was actually, he already started, he, had, he, he was probably at 10 minutes in yeah. uh, to the movie. And so I started watching it and I said, what did I miss? And I obviously didn't miss much and I couldn't stop watching. It was just so good. Okay, um, so
2: I have a question for you. Yeah. So you only have two movies on your list and one of these movies, you didn't even see the full movie
0: exactly
2: exactly yes that's impressive
3: i'm gonna start sending scott dvds
0: yeah and and i i I made sure i found out exactly what i missed i didn't miss much of anything so so. Elden
2: (laughs) rings is probably going to cause the same thing to happen next year
0: exactly it will i'll i'll have no movies to to recommend uh (laughs) so good yeah i'll just skip the movie episodes the
1: next
2: year how about that (laughs) right That's incredible. <laughs> Boston, what's your second
1: My number two would be Mortal Kombat.
2: Yeah. Okay. I
1: I didn't I remember that A, I did actually watch that movie this year. It was a real good I I, I understand the complaints people had about it. They're just wrong. So to all the haters all the haters can suck my dick.
3: Yeah, it's really fun. You would have rented the shit out of that VHS if you were kid in the 90s. So shut the fuck <laughs> up.
2: Um, <laughs> so my number one, if it surprises anybody, then you must have never seen it listen to an episode of this show or know me yeah. um my number one movie is spider-man no way home i will say this i have been re- i have been listing my top 10 movies since 1990 and only one time before has a spider-man hit number one and that was into the spider-verse this is the what? first live action spider-man film to ever do it i'm still not going to spoil it because i know two people in here haven't watched it yet and i'm sure there's other people that are just like not wanting to go into theaters yet it's basically the end game of Spider Man movies. It's everything yeah. you want as a Spider Man fan, and the thing that I love the most about Spider Man that this movie finally gets right with the character is his empathy. It's a tremendous movie. I've seen it twice now, and both times I've cried four times.
3: Oh wow! So. Yeah, wow! Okay. It's super good. It's honestly it's my favorite uh, Marvel movie now, tied with The Winter Soldier. Oh, nice. Okay, I probably agree with you because it hit me so hard, and also it's it's man. It is, you know how we we bitch about fan service? Yeah. And then sometimes somebody finds a magical formula to make fan service actually work. Yes. To where it doesn't feel like it's pandering at all. And you're just like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. I care about all this. That's this movie.
2: Yeah. And in my opinion, it also raises the other two Tom Holland films because once you see this as a trilogy, and what they're actually trying to do yeah, with these God. first three films for Tom Holland, this is basically his origin story told over three movies. He yeah, is now so
3: Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah, he has so been good. Spider-Boy, basically.
2: Yep. I can tell you right now, Scott, Movie Pals is watching this as soon as it comes up on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Let's do it. I assume this was your number one movie too, Cody?
3: It was tied for my number one movie because I was on two ends of the spectrum. Because my number one movie up until all year, up until I saw Spider Man No Way Home, was Dune, and I'm, I'm I'm a huge Mark for Dune, but I honestly think that, and I knew it was a volume one kind of thing, which I think if you knew that, it would help you out a lot if you went to saw this movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that, that kind of feels like they're going to do this in three chapters for each film for each book. Like they'll probably make nine movies, I would guess, but like or eight movies maybe, but. This, this is definitely part of a story, and um, I haven't had a film transport me to an alien world like that in a long time, and I saw it in IMAX.
2: Oh, nice. Okay.
3: I, I, I haven't felt that... Like I, I looked over at my friend, and I was like, dude, this is what they felt like when they saw A New Hope, right? Oh, wow. I'm being blown the fuck away right now by like what's going on up here. The scale... It's very grand scale in a way I've never seen before.
2: Yeah, and uh, the sound in the movie, the, the way oh they my God. do the sound mix and everything is so freaking good.
3: The, the, the score is amazing by Hans Zimmer. Uh, all the actors are really good. Hell, Jason Momoa is great in this as Duncan Idaho. And I yeah. was like, oh no, Jason Momoa is Duncan Idaho. I don't know if I like that. And I liked every single one of these characters. I liked what they did with the Baron. I liked the fact that they didn't do some stuff with the Baron. Yeah, this is a really good movie. Really fucking good movie.
2: And uh, Hollywood, if you're listening, if you want your movie to be Cody's favorite movie of the year, Zendaya. Zendaya is key. If she's in your movie, you have a great shot of hitting Cody's number one list.
3: (laughs) I'm not going to lie, pretty much the the girl that I hang out with all the time kind of looks like Zendaya, so you guys know what you're doing, you fuckers. (laughs) Nice. Okay,
2: Scott, this is a movie that you've watched all of.
0: I watched every bit of this movie. Yes, every I frame of this little, movie. All i right. didn't miss a single minute, and that that just shows you that just goes to show you how good Greyhound is. I recommend it, even missing ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. What
2: is number one?
0: Number one, it's one of the the few movies that really stood out to me. Let's, let's put it that way. Last year, and that was nobody. Oh yeah. Is that Bob Odenkirk? Right. Yeah, Bob Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, kind of almost has like a John Wick feel to it in a way, because uh, you know, he's all about getting revenge. It's basically you know you. It, he, he's like an ordinary guy living a boring mundane life and then he, you can tell how just bored he is with everything and then all of a sudden one night he uh his house gets burglarized uh by these two thieves and he kind of snaps tries to find him and he goes on this big rampage and he founds out he's really a big he's actually a badass like uh he's got like a retired like, super, super agent that type guy but but yeah it's, I, I love it but i love the, i love the, that style of movies anyway that's the reason. And, and he is phenomenal in it. Yeah, I think the reason why, the one reason why I like it so much is the fighting scenes are done yeah. so realistic. Uh, because he gets like, because he's yeah. an older guy, so he gets like really worn out. He, yeah. He's still a badass fighter, but you can tell how much it's, it's taken out. It, t- it takes its toll on him, you know? Uh, it, the bus fight. Oh, oh that's bus phenomenal. Oh, yeah, it's probably the best scene in the whole movie. Yeah,
2: yeah. But that's what I love so much about Bob Odenkirk right now is like, he does something like Better Call yeah, Saul, right. and then he does something like this, and he's phenomenal. Anything he does, and this is crazy because you look back at Mr. Show when it first started, and you're like, you would not think, oh yeah, this act, this guy is going to become one of the greatest actors of all time. Um, Boston, what is number one for you?
1: Uh, number one for me is going to be Disney's Encanto. Okay. Mainly because I, I got primed for it because Kim started listening to the music from the soundtrack about two weeks before it went live and we already had some of the songs stuck in our head over and over again mm-hmm. now now there are memes galore over tiktok and facebook about songs from the movie which is weird because it's it's so it, the, the songs are so at least for me they're they weren't for like the the first part like i yeah. wasn't that intrigued by them but then like on the fifteenth time hearing, and I'm like, "We don't talk <laughs> yeah. about broom." <moon,"> you no, know? <laughs> like, I can't get it out of my fucking head now. Like, I can't. My my favorite is um the pressure song. Trip, oh trip, god, trip. The pre- yeah, uh, uh, surface pressure. A lot yeah. of a lot of people I know heard that one. They were like, "Yeah, yo, no, no, I get the yeah, I get that." And that's actually one of the things I love about the movie the most is that. It breaks so many of the tropes, especially Disney tropes. Yep. Like, I can, I can, dare, I can definitely guarantee you that uh, Mirabella is not going to be a Disney princess at any point. Like, no. But they break so many tropes.
2: There's no real enemy.
1: There's no villain. Yeah. There's no like villain, villain. It's just yep. literally them coming to terms with like you know generational pressures, and uh, trip, trip, trip. Yeah. Uh, just dealing dealing with having a. It's it, it, it's weird. It. Uh, in in this in this sense i know it's weird to use the word toxic but that's still the right term Mm -hmm. yeah but that toxic family pressure that toxic way that people are held up to certain expectations like it's it's just a it's a real good examination of
2: such a good movie i i may watch it again like uh as i go to sleep tonight
1: also again yeah the the so so many of the tropes they would normally although uh i do like i do like what people have been theorizing why well, I'd, I'd love to see like a, uh, either some shorts set in that universe uh, yeah. or at least some, some more movies. Cause you see in the movie, you see Antonio's room, which is a giant, oh, yeah. which, which is this infinitely large jungle. It seems like yep. you see Bruno's room, which is arcane caster with sta- oh, stairs up to the, up to the heavens. And you see Isabella's room, which is like an infinite garden. I want to see everyone else's rooms, like I want to see, yeah. I want to, see, I want to see what uh, like uh, Julietta's room. I want to see what her room look like. What the baker, the one that can that can bake healing items. Like it's what, like those damn doors in Before like.
3: Christmas*, where you're like, I want to see what's in another goddamn doors.
1: Right. I think it's going to happen because the movie has,
2: since it premiered on Disney Plus, it's blown up. Like I think the the soundtrack is doing really well. The movie is getting phenomenal word of mouth. I think Disney would be crazy not to. Disney likes money, <laughs> so I imagine Disney is going to do more things in this universe. <laughs> yeah. Mickey <laughs> Mouse has joined us, guys. This is exciting. Um, all right. So now we are at the last stretch of this. Our top ten games of the year. Scott yeah, in Boston, you have top fives. Is that right?
1: Uh, I got top fives. I can I can stretch out to ten real quick. No, uh, top five. Yeah. Huh. All
2: right. All right, and Cody five or ten I have eight okay cool all right so I'll start I get to talk a lot my number 10 was a game that came out a few years ago but I finally got to play it this year a plague's tale I love it it's the best like to me it felt a lot like a naughty dog game maybe it needed a little bit more uh shine like a naughty dog game has but Mm -hmm. I really dug it I was surprised with how long the game was it's got super fun stealth sections really really good game i loved it uh number nine horizon five did not play a whole lot of it this year but i like i, I like the forza horizon uh games i don't like the ones that are more uh like Gran turismo i like the more arcade ones and this one you don't
3: like simulators you like arcade
2: yeah yeah exactly, exactly. um and number eight, I think, it's on Scott's list, so we'll probably talk about it more when we get to it on Scott's. Um, but eight for me was it takes two. What is your number eight, Cody? Uh,
3: my number eight is uh, there. You know, building. There's always like a big building game that comes out every year that makes a big splash. Yep.
1: Um, Subnautica. Yeah. Oh. Kind of like became that. Game. I like that. I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. We're uh, we talking about uh, Blow Zero, or did you play the original? both you
3: um, know like like yeah. back, like the whole thing right the whole experience i i i, I had a lot yeah, of fun. it's just like the original is like so and you're just it's so zen i don't know how else to say it like you're just you're in it and like, it can just really consume you for a really long amount it's yeah, like minecraft
1: I, 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 i'm a little i'm a little i'm a little skeptical of course now i can definitely say yeah i, I have a i forgot i forgot about below zero it, it's zen every now and then
3: yeah, I mean, obviously there's a lot of horror. Oh, there's a
1: lot of times <laughs> that I am not. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> for, for a scary game, for a game that, that has definitely raised my pulse a lot more than a lot of other games this year, not as much as my number one.
1: Yeah, those goddamn nice. Shadow Leviathans downstairs are not very Woo. fun. Uh, it, nice. Yeah, it gets me going, but man, great game. My number
2: seven is Guardians of the Galaxy. thought it was a great redemption story for... Because the company that made the game had to deal with people's hate towards the Avengers game. And people are like, oh, this game is going to bomb. But it has people turned around. It's got a really good narrative. Fantastic soundtrack. Um, I'm glad that people are starting to discover it now. I had such a good time with it.
3: Really Um, good fucking game.
2: Yep. What was your number seven,
3: Cody? My number seven was uh, one of those little games that could actually. It was Aliens Fireteam Elite. Really?
2: This is another controversy because a lot of people are kind of dissing yeah. that game. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they, they, they diss it, but I don't know. I kind of fell into it. It was during a – I think I had it during a depressive episode. Oh, I'm sorry. And I was just like, I am a colonial marine killing aliens. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> With my friends. I had a lot of fun with it. Is it repetitive? Yes. Are some of the are some of the characters hard to beat? Yes. Did they not include enough cool character designs for bosses? They did not. But with, with the with the budget that they had, I think they made a pretty good working horde game that I had a lot of fun with. And it's the be- It's much better than Aliens Colonial Marines. Holy shit!
0: <laughs> That's not saying much though. That is, no, I could, I could shit a turd, and put sparkle sprinkles on it, It'd be better than that game.
2: I don't know if that's true, Scott. I don't think anybody would buy a turd with sparkles on it.
0: I don't know why anybody would buy that game either.
2: <laughs> I, I, tried to when it came out, when when that game came out, I tried my damnedest to get Scott, Ryan Waller, and others not to buy it because of the reviews that started coming out and the shady shit that Randy Pitchfork was doing. But unfortunately, he, they, their love for aliens it it overrode everything else my number six and if i don't put it on my list aelin would not be my friend anymore he's probably gonna be pissed that it's so low on my list but metroid dread i like metroidvanias and this is a really solid metroid game it's not as long of a, as a lot of them have been recently like hollow knights but it's the perfect length um i think there are difficulty spikes that kind of really at one point alan got about six texts in a, in a row for me, just basically screaming that I was mad that she introduced me to this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Parts that are really hard all of a sudden. Yeah, The oh my God. What was your number six, Cody?
3: My number six, I went to a friend's house and spent 12 hours playing Deathloop.
2: Okay, cool.
3: Man, it's really interesting. I, I really want to get into that more. Just building the perfect assassination in time is pretty cool.
2: Now, did you play it with the tips on or without? Because I know there's a way you can play it where they don't lead you down the right path.
3: Oh, he did not let me play with the tips on.
2: Okay, nice.
3: He was like, figure it out. <laughs> so that's why like, I spent 12 hours on one mission.
2: Yeah, and it's, it's fascinating because I think right now it has a year exclusivity for uh, PlayStation, but I assume September of this year xbox fans i assume it's probably going to show up on scott and boston's list probably next year
0: it may do that
2: microsoft game pass it'll be it's bethesda so it'll be on there what one of the most perfect roguelikes i've played in forever no yeah oh i bet some roguelikes are going to come up soon on these lists too (laughs) number five for me is i don't know if anybody played it except me it's got a horrible name it's called fist it's a game where you play a uh, a, a rabbit with cybernetic oh, yeah. Uh, arms. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a Metroidvania. It's a horror Metroidvania, which almost put me off, but I was so into the level design of the game that I pushed through my anger. Even at one point where they did an update which corrupted my save, and I had to wait two weeks to start it over again for an uh, update to fix that issue. <laughs> But it's really good, solid game for a first-time developer. I really liked it.
1: Yeah, I downloaded the demo of that one. It was it was quite fun.
2: It's so fun when you get all three of the different attachments for his arm. The combos that you can uh, you can like string together is super good. What was your five, Cody?
3: My five was Hitman Three. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Nice. These are some of my favorite games. I love stealth games. Yeah. Now, I love these this Hitman series since they've done this re release. It's been fucking awesome, and I mean, I will just replay a level over and over and over again just to get everything. It's so good. It's like it's like Metal Gear. I love Metal Gear because of that reason too. Because like I want to get that S rank. I want to get that double S rank, and that's what this feels like. And man, super fun.
0: And it feels like you're playing a different level almost because you can do things. So you can do so many different it's things. It's
3: crazy now, like all the options available to you. It's like I know.
2: And it looks yeah. like they've been really good at keeping content going through this year.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, lots of releases, lots of missions. Man, it's... They're killing it with these Hitman games.
1: <laughs> they've been so good. Are they killing it?
2: Oh, <laughs> ah.
1: Ooh, Boston.
2: And they're going to do... The, they're doing a Bond game next. I heard the second level sounds so neat. Isn't the second level of Hitman 3, like, knifes out?
1: Yeah, that's the one in the mansion, yeah. That sounds so cool. You can totally solve the murder or let them... Uh, let them do the work for you. Like, oh, there's so many ways you can go about that one.
2: Yeah, uh, so, so I gotta get cool. into Hitman. Uh, <laughs> so good, Scott. What is number five on your list? Number five on my list
0: was it takes two.
2: So Scott and I are playing through this right now. What do you think of it, Scott?
0: Yeah, I, I lo- I'm liking it, man. So you know, it's definitely a game that they've designed from start to finish for to be playing with somebody else. You have to, uh, but it and it's it's really nice because you have to not only work together but you have to communicate like the, the almost the entire time Ryan and i've been playing this game we're, we're talking to each other like you know if i can't figure it out ryan will or if he can't figure something out i i, I can you know it's 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 such a, a really great uh co-op experience and there's just they don't make enough games like this i don't think yeah um that's, that's one reason why it stands out so much to me but yeah it's if you want a good buddy game i recommend it and and apparently it's pretty long because I, I re-downloaded it on my, on my new xbox and it was like I would say it was like 50 gigs or something. And so it mm-hmm. must be a pretty big game.
2: Yeah, I think we're three or four hours into it. And according to a walkthrough, I think we're not even halfway through yet. I oh, got it. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Like we were saying that you have to work together. So like one level, this character has like nails and I have a hammerhead and we have to work together for like the puzzles to solve. Like, hey, you need to shoot the nail here. I need to hammer this. The level we're on right now, scott can shoot honey everywhere and i can blow the fucking honey up with a rocket launcher i can score my honey out though (laughs) yeah it's interesting too because i'm like this would be a good family game but there's a lot of cursing and some really i think hard stuff for kids to deal with as far as divorce and everything in the game uh yeah, it's super good, though.
0: Kind of gets you in the feels a lot, too, though, yeah. the game does, it's, with, with that kind yeah, of stuff.
2: I really like it. I'm glad, Scott, that you and I actually just discussed it. Boston, <laughs> what is number five for you?
1: Number five for me was a game that we only ever played the uh, the demo for, but uh, I've, I've seen that they've been keeping up new content for it, so I have to put it on my list of Outriders. I loved the demo and everything that I saw. Everyone else seemed to not like it as much. I was happy with it, and I really enjoyed the system. And I've seen other people have a lot of fun playing it. Yeah, I, I'm really happy that they were able to, they're sticking with it and they're going to keep pushing it. Because as far as I understand, it was yep. supposed to be just a standalone game. It wasn't supposed to be like as much of a live service. Uh, I think they, they did what they set out to do, and I'm happy for them.
2: And it seems like people that are playing it, like our guests on the last episode and Ratliff, love it. So that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, number four for me is Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Fuck yeah. (laughs) I'm a big Ratchet & Clank fan fan to begin with. I mean, it still plays like any other Ratchet & Clank game. The weapons are fun. The platforming is solid. The graphics are amazing. I would say out of this world, since you know they're on different planets. Oh my god. Uh, And like a lot of games this year, it deals with mental health. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) It does it in such a good way that I think this may be the first Ratchet & Clank game that I kind of cried a little bit at the scene.
3: Yeah, it's emotional. Such a good game. Uh, What was your number four? My number four was Pokemon New Snap. Okay, nice. Okay. I mean, do I really have to explain why? (laughs) No, if you like Pokemon, you like taking pictures of Pokemon. fucking Pokemon Snap, dude. I get it. (laughs) I
0: I want that to be his official review of the game. (laughs) You know, like like if he can't be... It's Pokemon Snap, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else.
2: <laughs> That's amazing.
3: It's awesome. <laughs> you take picture of the Pokemon there. <laughs> Play it. It's it's cool. Um, Scott, what is your
2: number four?
0: Number four, it wasn't anything that came out last year, but it's uh, something I've spent I've spent a whole lot of hours playing, and I just I mean real I'd love to the whole uh, the whole game but it's um code exiles and
2: this is a controversial pick because a lot of people do not like this game
0: i understand but i absolutely love it and maybe because it is so different is why i do like it uh, but also i love, love like survival crafting top games that's yeah. that's I, I can really get into that kind of stuff and that's what this is that the storyline is very 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 vague uh-huh. uh you kind of like have to look for look for it (laughs) but i i have spent i don't know how many hours into this game i've not as much hours i spent to dark souls (laughs) (laughs) but but enough to where i can i could easily put it as my number four nice Boston. what's your number four
1: my number four is back for blood we got a chance to play for a little bit and sadly thanks to some sort of error that i've got with my xbox game pass program haven't got a chance to play since Whoa! you're still having issues with it yeah still can't get it to get the fucking download anything right now so damn it like nothing i'm gonna do some more troubleshooting this weekend but right. it has been rather rather frustrating
2: because they're supposed to be making some big dlc soon i'd like for us to to get back into it hopefully they fixed a lot of it yeah it was super fun like i think you and i and scott played for like a couple hours that one night that's the first time i've played like a a game with friends. I sound really sad right now. I don't play with friends. <laughs> and I had well, hell, apparently I don't
0: watch movies. So. I had
2: so much fun at the end where Boston got for some reason got thrown in a fire that they wouldn't let him escape. Oh yeah, when he got lost in the fire, that was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so crazy. The best. My number three is I think it's on every system. I'm playing it on Switch. It's called Eastward. It's uh, like kind of like a top-down Zelda-ish game. Gorgeous pixel art. It's a little too wordy, but I think that's something that happens in RPGs these days. It's just there's too much dialogue. But I really enjoy it. I, I'm 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 on chapter seven now. I think there's eight chapters, and I'm in for the ride. I love it.
1: Hey, when they keep putting story into my games. <laughs>
2: But it's too
1: much dialogue. It's between too characters, much dialogue. You. I'm
2: sorry. I don't. I no read. <laughs>
3: you sound like you sound like my friends when I played NES when I was a kid. They were like, "This has reading in it." <laughs> you all know how I feel about reading. Why are you playing a bard's tale?
2: <laughs> reading is fundamental, my ass.
3: My number three was back for blood.
2: All right, perfect. Okay.
3: Good call. I mean, the fact that. One of the best games ever to play with friends was Left 4 Dead 2, and this is like Left 4 Dead 2, but completely fixed and better. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic.
2: Yeah, Scott, what do you got for three?
0: Number three. So I, I, I'm sure I know all you know how much I'm a huge Dark Souls fan. Uh, this game is heavily influenced by that, and it's a Mortal Shell. Okay. Love this game so far. Uh, it's it's made by like a little four man team. Yeah. They they yeah. actually they they're a huge Dark Souls fan too. So they you know kind of made an homage to it. Uh, so it plays really similar to it, but also it, a lot different in other ways as well. But if, if you want a Dark Souls challenge, that's you know, fun to play as that series is. This is it. It's not. And it's not as hard as Dark Souls is. Even even the bosses aren't as hard. So if you want to uh, if you want a challenge, but not as <laughs> you know, at <laughs> you in the ass <laughs> as Dark Souls will. Yeah. The Mortal Shell. You might want to try that out. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, I, I love awesome. I love it. And
3: it's Game Pass.
0: Yes, it's on Game Pass. It sure is. It's awesome. Yep. Cody said like, you're playing it too, Cody. Is I, no, I'm going to. Oh, do play it. But if, you, if you're a Dark Souls fan, I'm telling you, man, it is it's
2: so good. Boston, what'd you put for three?
1: Three, I chose a different type of time loop game because that was the seemed to be the theme this year. Loop Hero. Okay. Uh which is a game that it's a rather simple roguelite. It, it, it's definitely, it's roguelite. It kind of reminiscent of Darkest Dungeon 2, because everything in the turn based combat. But also it, it's so weird because like you you're building the world around you rather than seeing whatever randomly pops up. That's and cool. it is a very fun game. I have enjoyed playing it. I've seen it a few of my, few of my friends, have picked it up and got addicted to it. And uh, if you get a chance to check it out, it is relatively inexpensive and fun as hell.
2: Yep, And I think it's on every system now
1: should be
2: all right. So number two for me is death's door. I love Ooh. the look of it. I love how it plays. It's probably the it's the only game this year that I 100% it. All the collectibles did everything in the game I could find. Super, super good game. Um, I went in not knowing much about it, and I think that's good. But yeah, the design of the game, the characters, the way it plays, oh, such a good game.
0: And I went in and bought the game based on Ryan's recommendation. It was on like a sale on Xbox. I haven't played too much of
2: it yet, but what I have played, I, I do really enjoy it. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's a really good game. I, I do suggest, like, if you don't like Dark Souls-type games and don't like really hard challenges, level up. It's got a good level-up system where you can level up, die, repeat an area, die, repeat an area, and just keep spying your power-ups. That's what I did. Cody, what would you got for two? My
3: well, number two is Metroid Dread.
2: Okay, nice. Uh, Aelin will be more happy happier with you than me.
3: I knew what I was getting into. I I was like, this is actually Metroid 5. Holy shit. And then when I played it, I was like, no, this really is Metroid 5. Holy shit. (laughs) Uh, Except it's also a survival horror game, which is perplexing and amazing at the same time for a Metroidvania like this. I don't know. I think that this, and I I love this game, but I think that this game is important because I think it's going to inspire the next set of Metroidvanias. Cool. And we're going to get something really amazing out of that.
2: And it's done well, so hopefully Nintendo will, because Nintendo is always weird with the Metroid franchise. But it's done so well, so I hope Nintendo just keeps pushing it. Scott, what do you got for two? Two almost made it number one to me.
0: It was really close, uh, but number two uh, is Hades.
2: Okay, I, awesome. Yeah. I,
0: I'm tell- I it is my by far my favorite like roguelike type game I've ever played. Yeah, it's just incredible. Like just the amount of 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 dialogue and then the game is insane. You know, like like every time you. You die and you go back to hell. Uh, you know all the dialogue starts over and or not starts over, but the the story continues. Uh, and I've I've died so many times. I spent so many hours in this game, and they and they're still coming up with new things to say. And it's just an absolute blast to play. Incredible amount of replay value too. And I still have not got the true ending. I beat the game probably I don't know over five times, and I still have not gotten the actual real ending yet. Or the epilogue.
1: Yeah. It's...
0: Yeah. Right. Right. It's yeah, crazy. It's it's I highly recommend Hades. Boston, what's two for you this year?
1: Two for me this year is going to be the only game this year that I paid full price for Resident Evil 7. Or, yeah, Resident, okay. Evil, Resident Evil 8, The Village. Oh, I was like, <laughs> sorry. 7? <"Whoa, seven?"> Resident <laughs> Evil 8 Village. Hell yeah.
2: Nice. Okay. I really liked it. What stood out for
1: you about it? It was the camp that I needed. Like, it, I understand where some people maybe did not like some of the twists, quote unquote, but I thought it was perfect. It actually made a lot of sense uh, on some levels i'm really happy with how it went and also i it was it got me back into thinking about like speed running games and like how games are put together there, there were a lot of there were a lot of fun emotions that the game put me through so
3: that game's meant to speed run it is built for you to get better stuff and better stuff and better stuff and move through it faster
1: which is funny because most of the speed runs that i was practicing were just doing knife runs <laughs>
3: right yeah but that's the thing too right there's so many ways that you can replay that game
1: yeah and you keep learning
3: and you keep learning it's one of the most replayable games i don't know why it, it's very addicting it,
1: it definitely brought me way back to doing like the tofu run on resident evil 2 yeah or doing the getting the rocket launcher on resident evil 1 and going back through and just nuking everything yeah like, yeah and no, it, it really brought me back to the original three with that feeling the feeling of just fun
4: yeah I mean, mechanically
1: fun. it was vastly different But that 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 level of fun that you got to have with it afterwards—it's like first time through, it's like oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. (laughs) And like the third time through, you're like, "Fuck you, werewolf!" Yeah, (laughs) give me a werewolf, Santa. Let's fuck.
2: That's amazing. Uh, I still gotta play it. I've been, I have it, but I've been just nervous to play it. I think I need to.
1: God, it's good. Oh, yeah. get somebody. I'll come over and just. I'll come over and hold your. Well, I won't hold your hand.
2: I'm getting a lot of holding, hand holding, which makes, <laughs> makes me very happy. There's
1: some intense shit going on. Like it's scary. So
2: my number one, my one, two, and three are definitely independent games. I think this one started as independent, but then Microsoft bought them. And if Microsoft just basically gives them money to make this make their games and lets them make the games they want to make, then that's awesome. And my number one game is Tim Schaefer's Psychonauts 2. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Such a good game. I like platforming. Each brain that you go into in this game is so freaking inventive. The the second to last level where they're revealing who the villain of the game really is and what what caused this person to become a villain the way they do it as a uh amusement park ride through like a tunnel is freaking incredible it makes me like first when you hear oh giant corporations are buying little independent studios you're like oh they're just gonna gut them which you know ea and activision do but microsoft if they just give money because they said themselves like they've had it like 20 30 percent content because of the money that microsoft pushed into the company when they bought them but if that's the way they do it that's perfect it was my favorite game it deals with mental issues of course like every game does these days but does it in such a smart genius way it made me really happy psychonauts cody what was your best game of the year
3: well it's hard not to say psychonauts too it's a tim schafer game ultimately coming out i mean like that's usually my favorite game when yeah. it comes out that year i'm like oh it's gonna be brutal legend or whatever but my number one game is resident evil village yeah
2: nice okay
3: yeah uh for a lot of all the reasons that boston was talking about and there were times in this game where i had to pause it and go to the bathroom and just like wash my face oh wow because i was like so overwhelmed like my 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 stress level was so high i got so it was so intense Wow. There was stuff that actually like hit me. I was like, man, I haven't had my blood pressure come up in a game in a long time. Oh God! Like in a good way, not like in that. Oh, I feel like shit, but like in that, I am so excited right now, and I don't know what's going to happen. That's how I felt when I was playing Resident Evil Seven in VR. Just overwhelming excitement and some really good scares. Uh, in particular, in the house with the doll. Okay.
2: Oh God, there's dolls. Jesus. <laughs> yes, there's
3: dolls, and uh, there's a uh, there's a particular monster in there that. Man, what the fuck?
2: I'm going to have to play it. I'm definitely going to have to hold your hand in that level, Boston. Scott, what was the best game of the year for you?
0: Well, best game of the year for me would have made best game of the year for me last year, except I had, well, was very early on to the game, so I felt like I couldn't justify giving game of the year yet. So I think I, think I put it as number two last year. But anyway, finished it last year, uh, so that's why I can include it in this list now. So now my game of the year is Last of Us 2. Nice. Well, that's a good pick cannot tell you the emotional ride i went on in that game it is it's phenomenal it makes you feel what the entire time you're playing the game or at least for me it makes you feel like what the main character was feeling you know all the hate and the you know the the revenge you're wanting to take you know like and it does a great job of showing how the revenge factor does not really help in the long run you know <laughs> it's it's yep. no, nothing bad comes from it uh, on both sides of the party so uh, but but yeah, if you want a phenomenal ride, make sure you play Last of Us One first. Do not touch this game until you play Last of Us One first. <laughs> you have to. But yeah, it's as far as the storytelling goes. Just the ride that you go on. I, I don't love anything that I play better than Last of Us Two.
2: All right, Boston. What is number one?
1: Number one for me for this year would be Hades. Nice. Man. I really enjoyed. Because sometimes a lot of those games I don't enjoy. The grind of some of the roguelites the way that they uh do weapon upgrades and such that are kind of hit or miss or it's like oh you unlocked this thing which means you have a chance to find it out in the world now (laughs) it's like no no, here you are level up the stuff keep doing this you know get better get better get better i'm like yeah i can do it and i did it (laughs) a couple times
0: that's a good way of putting them is it almost yeah the grind doesn't feel grindy no
1: they make the dying and resurrection mechanic part of the story so well that it doesn't just feel like an added on thing to capitalize on that genre it was like it was taken into consideration and supergiant like they are so self-aware about what their games are and how their games are put together they all have that little kind of meta uh, meta commentary and it's i love it so much
3: well said sir yeah, I have a feeling that that game will be probably game of the year on a lot of lists. Yeah. yeah, and it might end up being like on most of the official lists. In fact, probably several of our games of the year might end up being like the battle for the game of the year. But I feel like Hades will be the one that takes that
1: ultimately. Well, see, I don't know if it, it will. It almost was mine because we like in our list we were allowed to use Hades. A lot of places might not consider it because it was a you know, it was only for Switch and PC for so long
0: that's right yeah like at least well, it was a year right a year exclusive yeah
2: wasn't it yeah i think it was a year exclusive but the cool thing is that actually worked out well for them as far as like the attention went because they blew through all that attention last year and now like xbox gamers have finally been able to play it and are basically raving about it because i can mm-hmm. tell you right now scott had it on his list boston had it number one and our good buddy bingy his top five games of the year mafia definitive edition Disco Elysium. Can't believe he played that before you, Boston. I know. Resident Evil Village. Guardians of the Galaxy. And his number one game was Hades. And what makes Hades so important to me is, like, if I played it first this year, it'd probably been number one. It's a roguelite that I like. Yeah. And I'm not really usually down with roguelites. Yeah. And then just for Bingy, because I know people miss him, his top five movies of the year. Number five was Malcolm and Marie, which is a small film with Zendaya. Four was Judas and the Black Messiah. Three was Godzilla versus Kong. Fair, fair. Number two was Zack Snyder's Justice League, and his favorite movie, which was intense, well-coordinated action, lovable characters, uh, was Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. All right. I think the coolest thing about this year is, especially with games, is we all play so many games, and our lists have different games in them, which kind of shows you when the lists aren't just basically carbon copies of each other, that just shows what kind of a good year it
0: was. And I love that we don't know what each other's lists are when we do, when we do these. Like, it, yeah. It's a total surprise for all of us. Yeah. yeah.
2: My challenge to you, Scott, is next year three movies on your list. Yeah, you guys gotta
0: make you watch some movies next year. I had honorable
3: mentions I didn't even get into. Like, I had so many fucking movies. Mortal Kombat, yeah. Halloween Kills. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Raccoon City. Yeah, I could talk. I could talk for two hours about looking to Raccoon City. I would
2: hope you don't, but I do think we did start 2022 on. This is probably our biggest episode ever.
1: No, I don't think so.
2: I'm kind of curious to see what the the end run of this is.
1: We'll see. Yeah, same.
2: So, Cody, are you guys gonna soon be starting to record again?
3: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, we'll be we'll be coming back pretty soon, actually. Hopefully, oh, God. What's the next big thing that's coming? Uh, it's Doctor Strange, right?
1: Yeah, uh, multiverse of madness.
2: Yep, that's the big one in May. Before then, I guess you got Scream next uh, this week. I thought there was something in March or April, but I can't
1: remember. Oh right shit. Now. Uh Batman.
2: Yes, Batman. Holy crap.
1: Oh, you know, just a just a little something there.
3: Just a little something not 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 the most anticipated movie of the year or anything.
2: Hey, if you're if 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 your guys aren't back by the time Batman comes out, maybe we'll put you on like a PDQ episode. Oh hell yeah. Speaking of that, just for the people listening, we are, sometime in the next couple episodes, we're going to be speaking about our Patreon. We have plans. We're trying to figure it out right now. I would say for people that hear Patreon and get nervous because you're like, oh, an episode's going to be behind a paywall. We are going to do at least one episode extra a month that will be a PDQ. That will be for anybody that does any of our levels for a Patreon. But if you are having financial issues and just can't afford a couple bucks a month for the Patreon... Let us know because we'll get, we'll make sure the episode gets to you. We'll have that for we'll have that free episode on the Patreon. But if you can't afford the Patreon, we'll take care of you.
1: Nice, I like it.
2: Boston, send us home.
1: Yep, I think that is going to wrap it up. Cody, once again, thank you all so very much for uh, joining us. Oh, yeah. Hope to see you again My in the pleasure. future. We can always look forward to the new episodes uh, eventually coming to Geeks and Hair of the Earth. That being said, thank you all so very much for joining us for the first episode of 2022. We hope you all have a wonderful new year and we will see you all in the next week. good night. Everybody.
2: Fifteen years taking
1: prescriptions now a shrink like I don't know, maybe
0: get a kitten. <laughs>
1: Guys.
3: That's right. there's jizz, jizz everywhere and
1: all that oh jizz.
3: my god there's <laughs> oh jizz all yeah, over jizz the ceilings. yeah let's
1: do this shit beautiful people of the internet welcome to the brb afk podcast i am your humble producer boston can we uh start this over boston oh, what's up i just realized I, I forgot to get a movie quote going scott you
2: have one <laughs> job each episode <laughs> I, how's I, this I, happening big,
0: you're trash I wasn't uh, thinking at all. I was like, oh shit, I forgot the new movie quote. And it's literally been two weeks that you've had. No. And we pushed back on the 6th to the 11th. I just forgot. I blanked. I'm sorry.
3: Jesus. Uh, this, this, means yeah. we're gonna, this means we're going to get the most
2: the most basic quote. It's going to be the first thing he finds. Yeah,
0: I want to find, I want e. to, E.T. phone home. Yeah. <laughs> Rosebud.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right.
3: My name is Forrest Gump. People call me Forrest Gump. <laughs> right.
2: Are we good, Scott? Are we ready? Oh, oh, is this, is be, talk, talk. this is our bloopers. This could be in our blooper section. It could be. It could be.
1: <laughs> Welcome to the Highlight Reel. I'll be back.